And we are coming down in three, two, one. Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, is Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by. Nope, nope. The Master of And the Red Red Baron. Crash. Baboom. Kaboom, kaboom. We're live. We're here. Another episode. Getting sports with Drunk. Sports. 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 Uh, starting lineup. Mass. I'm having. When I go down surf to get it, some um, uh, Don Julio, nineteen seventy. Uh, no, just seventieth anniversary. Seventieth anniversary. That's the one. <laughs> the one you're talking about has chest hair in it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Read from the Dogfish Head Variety Pack. I have the Blue Hen Pilsner. Oh, nice. Paul. Uh, and I am drinking from the Riddler Collection. The originators of the Bourbon Barrel Aging brand, the Goose Island Bourbon County Reserve Blanton Stout. Nice. I have half of it poured into a sniffer at the moment with my little Blanton's cork in the bottle. Keep it fresh. Nice. It's a cool bottle. Yeah, I like it too because it comes in a... uh, I'm just a big fan of uh, how it comes in like a brown bag like that. I'm also I'm finishing a um a pre-show high life. Just wrapping that up now. Nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, real quick before we get into it, I just wanted to mention I just got done uh, hanging out with Logue the Big. Huh? Oh, he's there. Uh, yeah, he he came by and stopped. I I asked him if he wanted to come on the show, but he had to run. So, but um, he uh, he sends his regards. He's doing very well. He's uh, he's rocking the mustache. Oh, nice, good for him. Yeah, he's. <laughs> and uh, he was saying that um, uh, Eddie the Cake uh, wants to challenge you, Paul, and uh, he said he said mock too, but you specifically to a round of disc golf. So let's float that on your radar. So Eddie actually Facebook messaged me a couple weeks ago, and I forgot about it till this moment in time. <laughs> so I will have to respond to him. I guess he lives in the Wallingford area. So, uh, hey, I know this should have been a pre-show check, but can you guys are you guys picking up the iPad noise from Amelia? Not really. Not really. No. Well, not really, as in like a little bit, or not really as in no. No, I I don't hear it. Neither do I. All right. Well, I just want to make sure it's not even not a little bit because I always hate that little chatter thing. Yeah. No, no, you're good. All right. Uh, does anyone have any toasts of excellence? Uh, I do. Uh, I don't know if it was for game one, but um, did you see that sec? Uh, the guy who bought a beer for everyone in the section at the Phillies game. Oh uh, no, no, I didn't. I th- I want to say if it was for game one, uh, and 
some some random guy, I don't know what his affiliation with, he just he just has money or whatever, but he bought a beer for everyone of age in uh, the section he was sitting at the Phillies game. I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Good guy. I only experienced something like that one time. Do you remember, Paul? Do you remember at TCB when uh, the the owner Shannon like won on Kino and he bought everyone a drink? Well, he well no, he he didn't buy everybody a drink. He bought our group shots of Johnny Walker Blue. <laughs> well, I, I but wasn't like there was only a few people in the bar at the time anyway, right? I thought he bought everybody a drink. He 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 might have given everybody else a Bud Light, but he bought us thirty dollars shots. That's true. So fuck them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Matt. Uh, Toast of Excellence, I got two of them. Uh, <clears throat> first one is to Sam Laporta. Has more career touchdowns now than Kyle Pitts. Nice. Uh, second one is to CJ Stroud. Holds the NFL record for most pass attempts without throwing an interception to start a career in NFL history. Nice. Are you also going to triple down and do Mac Jones tying Tom Brady for uh, most picks? <laughs> You know, I was going to, but I thought it was just too low. Uh, I have a... So... Hello? Oh, You're breaking you. up there a little bit. I'm breaking up. You are. Am I better now? Yes. yes. I don't know why my phone keeps doing this. I must have a problem with my phone. Um. So, I have two toasts of excellence. One of them is kind of like not really a toast. It's more of just like a funny thing. So, I guess we'll... I'll do that after. So... My test, Toast of Excellence is a highlight reel off of our uh, Sip of Silence this week. So we'll do the Sip of Silence first. Sip of Silence to uh, Chicago Bears and NFL great linebacker. Arguably the greatest of all time. Arguably the greatest middle linebacker of all time, Dick Buckus, passing away this past week. So a Sip of Silence to number 51. Well, I had a Chicago beer tonight. Oh, didn't even make that yeah. connection. So, my toast of excellence is to uh, uh, one, uh, like a, a smattering of funny things and then a dark humor joke, because I'm me. Okay. So, I'm going to run through this highlight reel of some uh, hilarious Dick Buckus things, because Dick Buckus, if you, if you never really, like, looked at him and, like, like, looked into his life and what he does and how he played and how he lived post-football... He was a very funny guy and like a real dick on the field. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> so here, so this, this was the first one. It's a video you guys, you know, so I'm just going to explain it. But in 1971, Dick Buckus took a snap at tight end on the offense. He caught a touchdown against the Philadelphia or sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. It was supposed to be a field goal that was botched and he was on the blocking squad. So the kicker, the long snapper, Snapped it short. It skipped across the ground. The placeholder went and got the ball, threw a touchdown to Dick Buckus. Dick Buckus, right after catching it, immediately handed the ball to an Eagles defender. <laughs> so then smacked it out of the, his hands. Yeah. It's a great video. Uh, the next one is to this uh, throwback, to uh, this uh, Dick Buckus exchange on Twitter, where Dick Buckus said, not going to be able to respond to all of you tonight. Thank you kindly for the support. To which somebody responded, you killed my grandpa on the football field, which Dick Buckus responded, probably deserved it. Uh, A classic Chuck Norris joke, Dick Buckus was such a badass, nobody ever made fun of him for being named Dick Buckus. (laughs) 
Um, do you want to know how legendary Dick Buckus was? How legendary was Dick Buckus? Rocky Balboa's or Stevens, uh, uh, Steven, Jesus. Um, fuck, what the hell is his name? Stallone. What's his first name? Sylvester. Sylvester Stallone, when making the character for Rocky, named his bulldog Buckus. Hmm. So if you watch Rocky, his his dog's name is Buckus after Dick Buckus. Never picked up on that. Amazingly. Uh, this one is uh, from a, a book. Wise words from Dick Buckus. Uh, don't you ever get bored? Don't you think of retiring from this grind? To which she says, no way. The reporter then asks, but what do you get from it? It's got to be very frustrating. Why do you play? To his And his response, well, that's like asking a guy why he fucks. Uh, this one is another play. When uh, Dick Buckus was playing linebacker, he intercepted a pass against the Houston Oilers. And instead of turning and immediately running upfield, he walked up to the tight end that was supposed to catch the ball and did a shimmy in front of him and then took off. <laughs> and then... Uh, Jump through the ball. What? What? Little chop. Uh oh. Is it me or is it you guys? Actually, Mass, you're a little chopper there. Oh, okay. It's me. I'm the one who's there. <laughs> and then the last one is a Dick Buckus on a January 25th, 2022, tweeted Maybe the world needs butt coin can be used only for the purchase of deep dish pizza and Chicago beef. <laughs> Which leads me into my dark humor joke. In order for the Bears to be good, we need to start having more legends die. <laughs> Bears were never going to lose on Dick Buckus Day. I hate to say it. I love the guy. But Brian Erlacher, your time's coming to an end. <laughs> we need you to go. We need Robbie Gould to go. Jim McMahon, you're out of here. Erlacher's huh? kind of a prick anyways. What? Erlacher's kind of a prick anyways. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, that's just because he's awesome. So, there we go. Yeah. Awesome. You know, the problem is, I do this thing all the time. I save all of these fucking things on Instagram, and then I try to, like, access them, and then my Instagram starts talking. Yep. <laughs> So real quick, I just wanted to share this other thing. I've been, uh, there's been a trend that goes, it comes around every once in a while where it's, uh, what's like an NFL, what's an NFL stat or fact that sounds fake, but it's actually true. Mm -hmm. So this one was NHL. So I just wanted to share a couple of these. Uh, the first outdoor NHL game was the Detroit Red Wings versus the inmates of Marquette state penitentiary. Wow. Really? Yeah. Uh, team. That's the latest. When was that? Uh, God, I don't know, a long, long time ago. I think in, like, the 50s. It was back when they didn't wear helmets. <laughs> uh, Timu Selene broke the rookie record for goals by 23 and then never came within 23 of his own rookie total for the rest of his career. Hilarious. Uh, Red Wings goalie Sam St. Laurent was the last goalie to play with the traditional Jason face mask. Um, and that was in 1990. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, the Canadian government uh, tried declaring Wayne Gretzky as a national treasure so that he couldn't be traded from Edmonton to L.A. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, in 
oh, I forget what year it was. I forget what year it was, but the Buffalo Sabres made up a player, drafted him, and then spent months convincing everybody he was real. That is like my favorite thing I could ever imagine. I got to um, do research on this. The the um the MVP trophy is named the Art Ro- Art Ross Trophy. Or sorry, the the trophy for most points scored by a player is the Art Ro- Ross Trophy. Art Ross only had one point in his career. <laughs> um, and the uh, the Colorado Avalanche. Hold on, hold on. Where's that? Uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. They've won it. Been to it. That's actually pretty cool. Um, I want to know more about the Art Ross. This might trump your uh, Buffalo Sabres one. In 1983, the St. Louis Blues just decided to not attend the NHL draft and forfeited all their draft picks. <laughs> like, you know Why? what? We're not going. Why? Oh, Why would you do that? It's weird. We got like a delay me? thing going. Oh, I got lost, you guys. I'm still here. Hopefully it's not me. Massey, can you hear me? Massey, you're very quiet and delayed. I could hear Paul throughout that exchange. Paul, can you still hear me? I can hear you now. I couldn't hear you before. Can you hear me fine? Yes. Now. Okay. I want to know more about that Art Ross Trophy thing. Why is it called the Art Ross Trophy then? I forget. I have. I, I need the answer. I'm gonna look it up real quick. And then, do you know why the Blues just didn't attend the draft? No, I don't. I have no idea. But I thought it was so funny. Oh, that, that's the thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna crack my beer. Um, there's a thing, and I'm gonna butcher this story, but um, the actor Andy Kaufman, um, he had like a, a a fictional character that he played, and I think his name was uh, Tony Clifton, and he somehow made this arrangement like with the networks that he and Tony Clifton were both getting separate checks and had like an own trailer and whatnot, and the networks didn't like catch wind of this for a long time and then when they finally like call them on it it's like all right hey listen i'll stop doing this but you have to admit your mistake and we're going to do this by holding like a fake press conference with you firing tony clifton so the network like agreed and so they they like had this press conference and then andy coffin as Tony Clifton shows up like drunk and starts like making this like big scene. It's like one of the most ridiculous stories. And I'm, I'm only telling like, like what I think I can remember from it, but that's like exactly what the, the, the Sabres did. That, that is amazing. Mm. I think so. That's, 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 I think so too. That was very funny. Oh man. Um, I got some shot trivia for you guys. Can you guys hear me or no? I can. Oh, okay. Um, Go ahead with shot trivia. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm giving Massey yep. his explanation. So, uh, Art Ross played in the 1900s and 1910s across the Canadian circuit, but he only okay. played three games with the Montreal Wanderers in the NHL after they were expanded into the NHL. Um, and scored one point. So he only scored one point in the actual NHL. He scored more points than that. But um, he was also just, he was a longtime head coach of the Boston Bruins from 1924 to 1945. Okay. Um, 
which in that time he won two Stanley Cups. He was and went to three. He was also a general manager for a long period of time. And he's also the he's also the guy who created the hockey puck that they use today. Hmm. So big big time hockey guy, just you know. It's just funny that the guy who scores the most points gets the trophy for the guy that only scored one NHL point. <laughs> right. So there you go. I want to pretty, be Matthew's pretty answer. good. At, I appreciate that. Pretty good explanation. Uh, I forgot another toast of excellence we should do on the subject of hockey that has kind of something to do with sports, but at the same time, nothing. Uh, Shortly, season two has started. Oh, really? Yes, it has. Is it on Hulu yet, though? It is not. Yeah, it's, it's not on Hulu till like the end of October, right? Correct. Yeah. So is it gonna be the same deal, just kind of like a six episode block? Yep. And I have seen all six, or I've seen the three that are out right now. Pretty damn funny. <laughs> what do you mean? Ugh. So I'm so looking forward to it. Huh? <laughs> he is such a funny, funny man without really being funny. You know, I tell you what, I paid good money to watch him as Wolverine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I think my favorite Letterkenny thing of all time, really, though, like, like there's so many funny things and so many funny jokes, don't get me wrong, but I think my favorite Letterkenny thing of all time is when he's quietly just getting really pissed off at the Florida Seminoles joke. And You know, I thought it was really funny when I said yeah. Florida State some of the vesicles and nobody laughed. <laughs> and, and, and like, but like he makes the joke and, and fucking Dan and Derry just keep talking and you just see him being like, <laughs> like I made a really funny joke and nobody laughed at this. Ugh. It my that's a really good one. Mine is a lot stupider, but it always always makes me laugh. It's in season three when they're ice fishing. And they're talking about Brook Trout and Lake Trout. Oh. And. Nah, be Lake Trout Dairy. Why is that? Because we're on a fucking lake. <laughs> always, always makes me laugh every oh, single fucking time. It's such a funny character. All right. Well, let's do it. We can, we can mow through this one pretty quick just because I feel like there is some worth discussing. Um,. So we're five weeks into the season. All five of our teams have played. Oh, all hold, five on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, Kendall wants to do Chad Trivia. Oh, Chad Trivia, go ahead, Kendall. Uh, real quick, um, no price is right. We'll just go closest within within five. Um, right. How many touchdowns did Chris Collinsworth score in his NFL career? Ooh. Can I get a duration of his career or no? Uh, yes. I mean, without looking up real quick, hold on. Like how just how long he played? I don't care about years. Not not terribly long. Uh, we'll call it seven years. Only like six or seven years. Yeah, I think it's seven years. And he he was a receiver, right, for the Vikings? Yeah, uh, for the Bengals. Or for the Bengals? Yeah, for the Bengals. Who's the receiver for the Vikings that I'm thinking about? Uh, Chris Carter. Carter. Chris Carter. Yep. Wrong, Chris. Yeah, yeah. The, Chris Collinsworth was better, if I can remember correctly. Just one of the Nintendo mad there. <laughs> um. All right, Chris Collinsworth. I'm gonna say. In seven years, 21 touchdowns. Uh, you said within, excuse me. You said within five? Within five. Uh, I'm going to go higher. I'm going to aim 30. 
Oh, man. Mass <laughs> missed it by one. 36. Motherfucker. <laughs> but hey, listen, those were reasonable guesses for the duration of that career and that time frame where, like, I mean, the 80s was like... Well, he, he was on the team that went to the Super Bowl against the... Uh... The 49ers, wasn't he? I think he was on both Bengals uh, Super Bowl teams. I, I'm pretty was sure. It? All right. That's, that's the only reason why I aimed a little bit higher is because I figured that he must have been in a decent offense if they were going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I think he did experience like one or two years of kind of like injury prone, but also too, it's just a different era of football, you know. But both reasonable guesses, but unfortunately, shots for both of you. I will take that. <laughs> I say this every time I watch the Raiders game, but I still, every single time, five weeks in a row now, Marcus Peters is on the Raiders. I know. I keep forgetting, too. I keep forgetting he's in the league. It's just so many. Um, but yeah, Paul, you were saying? Uh, So... I have a shot trivia question. Oh, shoot. All right, you ready? Let me just pour the shot. I know I'm going to get it wrong. I just always do. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. How many... This Massey, you can just join in on this one as well. Massey, are you there? Yeah, I'm ready for it. Okay. Across all four major sports... How many? If and there's no, there's no plus or minus, and it's prices right rules. Okay. Across all four major sports, how many franchises have won double digit championships in their respective leagues? And what I will say, what I will say to give you guys some clarification, for football, we are stating from the. From the creation of the NFL to now, not just the Super Bowl era. Okay. Um, all right, I'm gonna try to be quick here, as to not take up too much time. Um, take, your time, take, your time take your time. I'm in no rush. We're in no rush. We're in no rush. No, I know, mm. but I don't want to give you dead air either. So I'm gonna do some some. Oh, let's, let's this is answer while you think. What about for baseball? Well, baseball's always had the World Series, right? Yeah. Because um, if I remember correctly, World or MLB only has um, three or four teams. Um, it, it might not even be three. Um, the NBA is hard too because I know the Lakers and the Celtics. Um, you would think the Bulls, but the Bulls only won six. Um, how many did the Heat have? The Heat have only been around for about 40 years. All right, so not that many, maybe 50. Um, Man. All right. I don't, because Golden State will probably only have five or six, I think. 
I sort of did some ahead, quick math in my head, and I feel like I'm going to be very off. I'm going to go with 17. Steve, the NHL is the real wild card here well, for me. Well, that and like everything you're saying, the, the NBA is super interesting because, like, you think about it, especially in the past, we'll call it a couple weeks. It, there's only been like the, the the same teams that have kind of gone. I mean, that that trend has sort of been broken recently, but there was a period yeah. of time where it was kind of the same NBA teams like over and over and over. And I'm going to go. Oh, go ahead, Mass. Let's say, conservatively, I'll say four in hockey. I'll say two in baseball. I'll say one in the NFL. That's Seven, I'm at. What? That's seven, I'm at. Let's go. Let's go six. You going with six? All right. So technically, Massey wins via the Price is Right rules. So here are the here are the the double digit winners. And the division we have. Can I have them by league? What? Can I have them by league? I'm, I'm doing that right now. Can you not hear me? Yeah. I don't. I, I feel like you, every time I start talking, you start talking. I'm sorry, I just do that. <laughs> no, 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 it's just like, no, but it's weird. It's like, as I start explaining, you start asking the question I'm explaining. I'm not being a dick. I'm just saying, can you hear me? I can. Oh, okay. All right, so the World Series winners are two. The New York Yankees and the St. Louis Cardinals. All right, For so I was right about that. The NBA... There are two, the Boston Celtics and the L.A. Lakers. All right, so I was also right about that. So that's four. The NHL has three, the Montreal Canadiens with 23, the Maple Leafs with 13, and the Red Wings with 11. The Bruins aren't on that list? The Bruins have only won six Stanley Cups. Wow, all right. So that puts us at seven. And then if my math is correct, which it almost always isn't, The NFL has five. They have that many? Holy shit. So the Green Bay Packers have won 13 NFL championships. Oh, and, all right. And three Super Bowls, or four Super Bowls. Well, that's why I specified since the beginning of the NFL, not the Super Bowl. Yeah, but I didn't even think about the Packers, which is funny because they're on the TV right in front of me. The Chicago Bears have won nine NFL championships and one Super Bowl. The Giants have eight NFL championships and four Super Bowls. The Patriots have six NFL championships and six Super Bowls. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have six Super Bowls and six NFL championships as well. Yeah, see, I thought about the Steelers. I don't know why I didn't think about Green Bay or Chicago. Uh, The Patriots surprised me. I didn't think that they were ever good before Brady and Belichick. I knew that, like... During the John Hanna days, they were decent, but I didn't think they were championship teams. That's why, like, I'm saying if my math's right, because I got to look at it. Um, I mean, I was actually surprised. I When I was doing my kind of calculations, I thought there was going to be more MLB. Like, in my head, 
I thought you know the the Pirates had like two so the, really yeah, good so this is wrong because the 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 Patriots have only sorry Kendall not no, to cut okay. you off I'm sorry but the it says the Patriots have six league championships. I don't know. See, I'm trying to figure out what that means. Well, does it give the years of the championship? Is it is it talking about like their their conference? That's what I'm wondering. You you can keep talking, Kendall. Though you're um, talking about the MLB anyway. Wait, well, yes, I could have sworn. I mean, the, the Pirates were very good in like the '70s, and I just assumed for like I mean that's that's an old franchise that that you know throughout their history they would yeah, have had. You no, know, if I. If I remember correctly, the closest to double digits next are the, uh, the San Francisco Giants, I think. So what, MLB? Athletics, if, I'm, if I'm thinking, I'm thinking California. I know it's a California team. Yes, for MLB. For, ML, for, ML, for MLB, it's the, it's the, it's the Phillies. Oh, at nine. okay. I mean, I know Yankees, obviously. Cardinals, obviously. I was just trying, I figured some really old you know, teams that have been around for basically we'll call the the entirety of what we know is kind of like professional baseball would have had more like scattered throughout like earlier days. But I guess, I guess, I guess not. I mean, figure like teams that have even teams that like have moved around, like uh, teams that have played in like the the D.C. area. Um, teams like. Um, uh, what can I think of? Um, like the, the like the Braves who were like in Boston at at, at one point. I'm just I'm just surprised. I th- for that only have two MLB teams to eclipse that number. Hmm. Oh, either way, I no matter whatever Riddler's math is, I was for sure wrong. So I'll be doing a a shot of uh, this Malibu that just seems to never go away. That's gross. I don't, I don't understand what the math is on this this website that I'm reading. Because the only reason I said that was because, so it says top five NFL championship winners, and then it says top five Super Bowl winners. So they must be combining them. So if that's the case, then it's only one with the Green Bay Packers. That's weird. It's the way they're looking at it. So if that's the way they're looking at it, then it would just be one with Green Bay. So the correct answer would be eight. Yeah, just nine off. <laughs> Yuck! I don't know who that that's for. Sick Malibu. Now I don't remember what I was going to say before Shot Trivia. Oh, um, our teams. Yes. So we're five weeks in, and the only reason I felt like bringing it up is because, uh, you know, my team did something it hasn't done in almost a calendar year. <laughs> um. Massey, you know, sent something in the group chat I thought was intriguing about, you know, the direction his team is, uh, the, the position his team's in versus where they've been in recent years. And, Kendall, you know, I just think your team had a, a, a very uh, what-the-fuck game. Yes. So do you guys want to just do, like, a like a 30, 45-second blurb on, like, your, yeah. your team's week or start to the season, however you want to approach it? Yeah. Sure. All right, Kendall, so, uh, you go first. Yeah, Kendall, take us out. Right. Take us away. I, I will focus on uh, just this game uh, versus Baltimore. Um, division game uh, for Pittsburgh already, you know, was able to beat Cleveland earlier, so this was important. Um, very strange. Baltimore kind of dominated the entirety. Uh, 
10, 10 three throughout uh, three quarters. And um, there was a, a switch in the tide. You know, Pittsburgh was able to like block a, a punt uh, for safety. And then you know, the offense was sort of able to get it together and uh, ended up winning kind of like ballsy fashion. Uh, Pickett throwing a deep ball uh, coming off of kind of like a pseudo injury. Uh, big win. Kind of very, very ugly fashion. That's how uh, these games kind of go. I noticed in, in general, I think for both sides, uh, the refs missed some calls that, you know, Pittsburgh benefited from as well as Baltimore. So I think it's sort of a wash. I don't, when you, when you kind of take it down to, I don't think it really mattered. Uh, Lamar kind of looked out of sorts. Uh, the, the defense was very overwhelming. And uh, I just think, you know, there's sort of like, it was a, a game that, Pittsburgh was going to win just by kind of outlasting Baltimore. Um, they were just lucky that it happened as late as it, it did. Because, I mean, it, it took the them a real long time. The receivers also can't fucking catch. Yeah. Yeah, and Baltimore had, like, an incredible amount of drops in that game. Uh, there were nine, I think I counted. Yeah, and, and really, really ugly ones. So that was a game Baltimore for sure gave away and Pittsburgh took advantage of. So... Uh, I don't want to call it lucky, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll say that it was uh, maybe maybe fifty five percent luck and uh, the other you know percentage skill. You know what, Kendall? They don't ask how; they ask how many. That's right. Bingo! All right. Uh, Why don't you go ahead next, Paul? Okay, I just want to give a quick shout out to Travis Darno for making sure that the Braves keep this game close and hitting a three-run home run. <laughs> so not only ruining the, the uh, uh, Jordan Love just pulled a Daniel Jones. Oh, What's he that? fell down. Uh, he's had a big run going, and he broke through two defenders. Probably had another forty yards of of green grass in front of him. If he could just outrun the safety himself. <laughs> um. All right, so I'm going to go with the opposite. I'm not going to talk about the game because I, I I don't think, you know, just the not Bears. A, not little... an example of the team. Well, no, it's not so much that. It's, you know, I, I think that this game was actually a perfect example of what this team is. They're a team that is going to be able to and should be able to beat up on bad teams. They have a, they have a good amount of power offensively with the receiving core. They have a good running back group, despite all of them being hurt. You know, the offensive line is doing a little bit better of a job because the, they're starting to get healthy. And the, the defense has playmakers. You know, they're not going to shut down elite teams defensively, but they have playmakers that can do things. And so this game was kind of that. I mean, they played a bad team, and defensively, what did they do? They took advantage of Washington not having a good offensive line, and they, they got – you know, five sacks. They they took advantage of a rookie quarterback and and capitalized on a couple mistakes. On offense, you know, they ex they they connected with their number one receiver and exposed them, and exposed the secondary. They 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 played well, but I don't want to focus on the game just because it's one game. I mean, they they've they, they beat a bad team, and they're not a good team. So it's not my my thing is the season. They're one and four. They came out completely flat against the Green Bay Packers. They then proceeded to be completely flat against Tampa Bay. Then they were then they were completely just deflated entirely against the Chiefs. They came alive offensively 
against the Broncos, and the defense played well in the first half, and then they couldn't put it together to close it out. The offense forgot how to play, the defense forgot how to play, and they just collapsed. And then head coaching didn't do them any favors. And then this week, they kind of, you know, it seems like they kind of progressed to the next step. You know, the, the offense looked really good again, and they kept their foot on the gas pedal offensively and kept scoring. The defense started slowing down, but then they put the, you know, they got back into stride. The thing for me on the season is weeks one through three, there was zero question about what this offseason was going to look like for the Chicago Bears. After week three, this offseason was very clearly going to be shopping Justin Fields for whatever you could get. Because I think I think it's fair to say that Justin Fields, even if he had a whatever year, would still garner a fourth-round pick just from the standpoint of you, you can get him for two years on a rookie deal. Yeah. Whatever team, like the Falcons, for example, they can take him. If they trade for him before the, the fifth-year option deadline, they can get him, pick up his fifth-year option, and then they have him for two years for no, basically no money, and can they can figure out what they want to do. That's worth a fourth-round pick, in my opinion. It's not like they're for Josh Rosen. You know what I mean? Like, Justin right. Fields has shown that he has talent. So, after three weeks, the Fields was going to not be a bear. The general manager was, you know, the, the Bears were going to have to make a decision. And the decision was, do we break status quo and fire the head coach during the season? Because if we fire the head coach during the season and we get someone new in there and they start winning and start looking good, then we know that Poles made the right moves. He just hired the wrong guy. But if they didn't fire Eberflus and they continued to suck all year, then the question is, is it the wrong coach or did the GM make the wrong signings? And in that situation, you can't take the risk. You fire both. Right. So then we would have had no head coach, no GM, no starting quarterback. We probably would have had two of the top five picks, and we would have walked away from this draft with most likely uh, – What's his face? The quarterback. Uh, oh, um, USC guy. Yeah, uh, Caleb How's Williams. It? Caleb Williams, and maybe maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. And that was the speculation. Tank for those guys. Get the one and the two. Take them one and two. Well, now the question is becoming: What do you do if Fields keeps playing like this, regardless of what happens? Regardless if the Bears go one and sixteen. Because Justin Fields now through five games has 11 touchdowns and 1,200 yards, which means he's averaging he's averaging about 250 yards a game and two-plus touchdown passes. So at that pace, you're going to have a 3,000-yard passer and a 30-yard touch, a 30-touchdown guy, which is basically foreign language to Chicago Bears fans. <laughs> Our quarterbacks traditionally throw more interceptions than games they play in a season. <laughs> So what do you do? Now the question is, what do you do if you're the Bears? What do you do if Fields keeps showing that he can do this? Because, yes, the Washington game, it was the DJ Moore show. DJ Moore had, what, 230 of Justin Fields' 280 yards? Yep. But against, but, but against the Denver, Fields threw for 350 yards, and I think Moore only had 100 yards. He included Komet. He included Mooney. He, he's spreading the ball around. Yep. I don't know. What do you do if you're the Bears? That's the question at this point. Because now you're putting yourself in a situation. What do you do if you have the first and third pick? 
Because there's a real good shot the Bears still have two top five picks at the end of this year. You know, there's a couple teams that are looking really shitty that we didn't expect to be bottom teams. The New York Giants don't look good. You know, the the Raiders are can, can be one of those teams. You know, I mean, I refuse to believe the Vikings are going to finish bottom of the pack. You know, th- there might be a mid guy, but like the Patriots are going to be bad. So there's a lot of contention down there. So if the Bears win four games, you know, they could have the seventh pick. If the Panthers win a couple, you know what I mean? It's it's going to be interesting. If you end up with the option of drafting Caleb Williams and Justin Fields keeps playing like he's playing, what do you do? So here's the thing. I think you need to wait and see what the season brings. And if Fields continues to play, I say you build around him. Because they're, regardless of how good Williams looks, there's always well, sure things in the drafts. And they're never sure things. Yeah, well, I mean, look at Bryce Young. Bryce Young was was the sure thing last year. I mean, I still think Bryce Young can be a very good quarterback. They just don't have a team around him. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, though, but, like, you know, like, Trevor Lawrence was a sure thing. And it took him fucking three and four years to finally get it under him. Well, and he's still not even even that great. Right. He's definitely, like, a top 15 quarterback, but that's not what you took him number one overall to be. Uh, Yeah. it, so it was funny. I'm glad. I'm glad you chimed in, Mass. My question was rhetorical, though, and the only reason is I have the answer. Okay. The future of the Chicago Bears lies entirely in one thing and one thing only. Listening. It rely. It relies in Brian Poles and Matt Eberflus and Cobbs. Oh yeah. That because goes if, Matt, if Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles are gone after this season, there's no way a new head coach is going to come in and go, "Yeah, let me keep Justin Fields." No. Yep. They're gonna go. Let me draft my own toy. And I can't say that I blame them from the standpoint of what are you gonna do? It's the fourth year of this kid's NFL career, and you're gonna make him go into his third offensive coaching scheme. Right. So it's gonna depend on that. And so at that point, I don't know what you do because if you're a Bears fan, you obviously there's a ton of work that needs to be done on this team, a ton of it. And you have two, what look to be two prime draft picks. So the question is. In a very loaded draft. So the question is, do you want, because you can't control the Panthers pick. The Panthers pick is what it's going to be. Now on paper, it looks like it's going to be a top five pick. But they play a really, they play in a, 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 a questionable division. You know, the Saints have looked really good and really bad. The Bucks have looked really good and really bad. The Panthers could put together some wins and have four or five wins. They could. Do you risk everything? This is the non-rhetorical question. Do you risk everything and just let the Bears go out and play and let Eberflus coach? Because remember, Lovey Smith was left to go coach the last week of the season. And it cost, it cost the Texans... Really nothing at the end of the day. Because as of now, they got the better rookie quarterback. Right. But they could have – They who knows what that could have happened with that? Who knows? Mass, I'm going to defer to you in, in a second. So I'm going to have to go to the bathroom. I just, I just wanted to jump in for a second. I, I have very much disliked uh, this, you know, team's 
tanking, we'll call it quote tanking, which I think is sort of a reality. It's, it's now, it's in across all major sports. They're sort of like, hey, we're tanking without saying we're doing it, which I, I, it's unfortunate because it just, I don't know, I just, I very much disagree with it. I just, well, it seems, oh, good, Paul. I wasn't, I wasn't going the tanking route. Like, you don't want, like, I don't, there's no respective NFL fan that wants their team to tank. Right. And I, 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 I meant more so, like, from, from a Chicago Bears fan standpoint, would you, would you prefer to see Justin Fields take the leaps and bounds that he's taking now? Because I think I think it's fair to argue the last two games Justin Fields has looked like he has the potential to be an elite quarterback. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, I'll I'll finish that. Not kind even whether you finish. I'm sorry. Well, I, I was just I had a, I had a thing going there. No, because you're talking about something different. Go pee. Well, no, no, but I, I was getting to it. Go ahead. So with that being okay. said. And we've seen now, you know, Justin Fields playing, you know, back-to-back games in, you know, playing good football. As a Chicago Bears fan, I think I'd want to have that thing to build on because we, we've had there's so many years of all right, all right, let's crumble the paper, let's start, let's start a new new thing over and over. I, I, I would rather you know try to you know build on this. And hey, listen. Let's let's put our stock in fields moving forward for 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 better or worse. Let's let's take this. Let's ride this wave of of good momentum with him, rather than like, all right, let's try to once again go back to the drawing board. That that that's what I would want. All right. Now go pee. On it. Massey, Massey, there. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. Like, well, I I was gonna I was gonna finish the the, the oh, original question I had to for for you to you can feel free to chime in on anything Kendall said. The the question I was gonna give for you was now f- from a Bears fan standpoint, on paper, the only thing that Ryan Poles has really done right is acquire DJ Moore in that trade. The Khalil, I mean, the Khalil Mack thing, like, he was going to make a bunch of money, whatever, but Khalil Mack is, you know, he's out setting fucking franchise records for a different team. He's generating massive pass rush, and the Bears can't get to the, couldn't stop his nosebleed if they tried. You have, you know, the keeping of Eddie Jackson, who's, if he has played in any games, it has been pretty much ineffective. You know, the the the, the signings of Tremaine Edmonds and and the other kid there from Philadelphia. Like, while, yes, way too early to really make an opinion on it, you know, all they're really doing is leading the league in tackles, but you would expect that when every single running back is breaking through the defensive line. So I'm just saying, on paper, all the decisions he's made that you can make a full decision on have not been the best. Letting go of David Montgomery. David Montgomery is going to have a 1,000 yards rushing by week nine for the fucking Lions. Hell yeah. And he's gonna have he's gonna break fifteen touchdowns. Like he he's he's gonna have a career year on a different team, not only a different team, a division rival. And then the Eberflus thing, you've watched this guy kind of spiral out of control with his play calling, with Luke Getze, this, that, and the other thing. Do you as a Bears fan, you don't want your team to tank. You want them to win games. Yes. But as a Bears fan, do you trade 
would you trade the development and seeing if Fields is the guy? Because if you take that, then you're very likely taking Eberflus and Ryan Poles for another year. And and missing on this draft class for Caleb Williams. I don't know what the next draft class would have. Like if they if they say, okay, hey, let's let's go through it, let's keep him, and then just we don't renew Justin Fields' fourth, fifth year option. We let him play. This is everybody's last go at it. But you know, we've seen a lot of teams do that, and then that year that they give up on everybody, the draft class is terrible. So, like, what do you as a Bears fan? Like, what do you hope for? Do do you know like? Do you hope that that they go out and they play really hard, but Justin Fields just kind of never takes the next step and it's an easier pill to swallow to just cut ties with the entire three-man squad? Or do you hope Justin Fields continues to grow and be what everybody thought he could be at the risk of keeping Eberflus and Poles based on your opinions of them? Yeah, I mean... I think that's sort of my mindset. Um... Um, it's Massey's turn. I'm sorry. No, go mm-hmm. ahead, Well, I was just gonna say, and I wish, I wish I could remember what I said when Iberflus was hired to begin with. I mean, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but I, I feel like I wasn't like super impressed by the hire. I at the, at the time, I think for me, I, I would rather have the the, the fields progression. And deal with whatever you know type of headaches may come from, you know those coaching decisions. Just because I feel like, historically speaking, quarterback play has been less than stellar, and I think there is a chance for something special because he is a little bit different than other quarterbacks of the past. I guess that's my take on it. <laughs> You could always pull an Elway. I don't want that. (laughs) I ain't going to play here. Well, no, like, draft Caleb Williams and then hold him for ransom for a shit ton of picks. Uh, And if you end up deciding you don't want to trade Caleb Williams, you end up trading Fields for a pick. Yeah. It's a completely risky and batshit move, but it would get you somewhere. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. Well, you there? You hear me? Yes, there we go. Okay, sorry. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um. I have a question just because I feel like Massey, I feel like your thing's going to be on the longer side like mine is just because of how, of, of like the, the Rams season has how it's looked on paper so far. Yeah. Um, is Max Crosby the most dominant white defensive player since Jared Allen? Yes. Although Nick Bose is pretty goddamn good too. But I like, I don't know. I just feel like the reason I say dominant is because like JJ Watt was like JJ Watt's also in that thing. Because J.J. Watt is more more so post-Jared J- Allen. I mean, he played at the same time for some years. But I just feel like Jared Allen, or I mean, I feel like, um, whatchamacallit, like, I feel like J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, and 
uh, Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa. I feel like they were all better than Max Crosby. Well, I don't actually. I don't. Th- I think Max Crosby is better than Joey Bosa. Um, but like, I, I think that all three of those guys were better. But I think that like attitude has to do with dominance. And like a lot of people like remember like Jared Allen on the on the Vikings was no joke. But a lot of people forget about Jared Allen on the Chiefs. Jared Allen was on the Chiefs. Jared Allen started his career on the Chiefs. Didn't know that before I started watching football. I made some noise. But Jared, like, I just, like, Max Crosby has, like, this swagger about him. Like, T.J. Watt kind of has it, like, with that, that, the fucking hands-down leg-up celebration he does. You know? But, like, I just feel like J.J. Watt was kind of, like, a pro's defensive end. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like Max Crosby has kind of, like, like, Max Crosby kind of has that, like, Aaron Donald edge. Like, that, like, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to, you know, like, when I get behind the line of scrimmage, I'm going to destroy whoever's in my way. Yeah, I I think there's something to be said for especially, like, that position to be feared. Like, you know, like, like James Harrison was a guy for sure that was, like, like a guy to be worried about. Crosby definitely kind of shares that same type of, like, ooh, I don't want to mess with that guy. Yeah. Actually, did you see that the anniversary of uh, James Harrison's best game was just recent this best? Oh, Which was it? Was yeah. Um, he had like a huge game, game versus Baltimore. Um, I got the stats right here. Hold on. Like, call it 2009, maybe? I'm not even sure. It, James Harrison. So, I did a really mean thing to cut on this week. Massey, I have to congratulate you. I mean, big win. You don't have to congratulate me. <laughs> the guy did that. I'll play you. DJ Morgan got me fucking busy. Well, points. listen, listen. You assembled the team. Unfortunately, I, I I suffered from, you know, hey, uh, my team is the Chargers, and they were on a bye week. And, uh, yeah, just didn't uh, – didn't didn't perform well. Had a lot of a lot of bad matchups that didn't 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 work out in my favor. Yeah, Kendall, uh, I uh, I might have beaten you by a hundred points, and I started T Higgins, who didn't play. Yeah, I, so I lost. You know, Tank Dell, he didn't play the second half. Um, freaking uh, J- Trevor Lawrence fumbled three times. Still put up twenty points though. Yeah, well, I mean, breaking three hundred was kind of would save that. The 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 Cowboys were losing twenty one nothing before the game started, so Pollard was a non factor. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, Tyler Bass had one extra point or two extra points. So, Mass, you ready for the stats on the anniversary game? Sure. Two thousand seven versus the Ravens. The Steelers won thirty eight to seven. James Harrison's stat line in that game regarded as one of the best individual performances by a defensive defensive player in a single game. Ten tackles, six quarterback hits, three and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, one interception, one pass deflection, and one fumble recovery. Hold on. Read me through that again. What? <laughs> Ten tackles, six quarterback hits, three and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, an interception, a pass deflection, and a fumble recovery. Holy shit. Yeah. Tell me the Steelers won that game. Yeah, thirty-eight to seven. Okay, <laughs> can you imagine having lost that? Just, just so you guys know, just for hahas, uh, James Harrison uh, accounted. If if you were playing the Steelers defense in fantasy that day, James Harrison accounted for seven fantasy defensive points by himself. 
think it was a, a primetime game. I don't know if it was Sunday or Monday night. I'm just saying. I, I, I watched it. I, I enjoyed it very much. Sorry. 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 You should be. Yeah. All right. So, Massey, tell us your thoughts on the Rams. All right. So, here's the thing. I see a lot of people that are getting upset with the Rams that are Rams fans lately. Uh, I made the mistake of watching the game with Bruce yesterday. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it's hard to remind him that you guys know this for a fact. What were our expectations coming into the season? What was the narrative surrounding the Rams? Rebuild. Right. Were we supposed to be good? Competitive rebuild, I think, is fair. Mm, not I, not I the year before the beginning of the season, it wasn't. No, no, I don't say competitive rebuild as in to like be a playoff team, but like I also don't think anyone thought you guys were going to be a two-win team. Right. Anybody who really knows the sport. I don't know. A lot of experts were saying that. Experts, you know, experts are just they, experts are clickbait people. I'm not talking yes. about the analysts. I'm talking about real sports fans that dedicate their lives to watching the sport that don't need that that don't live off of people clicking their articles or watching their show. That's fair. I there uh, was no, I I had zero doubt that. I had, or I had zero expectation that this, the Rams were going to win the NFC West. I had zero, zero belief in that. But I also had zero belief that the Rams were of talent. And this is, keep in mind, this is before Cooper Cup went down for four games. But I had zero belief in my mind that they were a talent team of three wins. Yeah, I mean, so... Sean McVay's head coaching alone will get you three wins a season. Yes. But, but yes, but so competitive rebuild would be the way I would say it. They're they're going to be in a lot of games, but they're rebuilding. They're not going to be a, a, a favorite this year. Right. And what was the weak side of the ball? Defense, for sure. Right. Because you have Aaron Donald. Can you name me another player on that defense before the season started? Um, well, I'm pretty sure Matt Stafford plays safety sometimes. <laughs> uh, That's kind of my have... point. Where's Leonard Floyd at these days? Buffalo. No. Um, yeah, we have a very, very young defense. Uh, and it's it's admittedly not great. It's not terrible. This very young defense held the Philadelphia Eagles to 23 points. And that's when yep. they were seriously trying to play against us. Um, we played competitively with the 49ers for a while. We did better than the fucking Cowboys defense did. Uh, so, you know, it's it's a young defense, an experienced defense, and it's it's going to cost us games. I mean, you watch the Colts come back from 21 uh, 21-0 and almost beat us. Things happen. Uh, but there's life in this team. This offense, if we had a good defense... Man, oh, man. I think we could rival the 49ers for firepower, and I'll say that confidently. We just have to play from behind so often because of our defense that our offense becomes one dimension. We are still missing a feature back. Kyron Williams is great. He's not a three-down back. He doesn't do great in pass protection. He's better, but he doesn't do great in it, and he's not a wolf. It is what it is. It's the realistic thing. Uh... We still have some issues on the offensive line, but we're getting better. Uh, 
but we have a we have a bit of a ticking clock on some of our players. And it's you know understandable. I think we have three more years left of high performance, and then we'll see where it goes from there. But this is a team that, as of next year or the year after, will be right back into the playoff hunts and competing for a Super Bowl. It's it's not going to be like a fucking Christ. We're the we're the goddamn Panthers, but you know we're not going to go out and hang with. Uh, you know, I want to say the 49ers, but we actually helped hang, hung with them for a little bit. Uh, I'm curious to see how the fucking Cardinals game goes next week. Uh, well, and the, Ram, the Rams are one of those teams, they play in a division that's notorious for playing up to competition. Yes. The, the, whatever, the, whatever the worst team is in the division matchup is going to play their hearts out against them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but hey, you guys want to yeah. go? You guys want a quick chuckle, real quick? Yeah. Uh, the 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 no the no hitter is not only over, but the Phillies are losing. Oh. Uh. How bad are they losing? Uh, it's five five four. In what? Bottom of the eighth. What uh? What game is this? Game two. Phillies have a one nothing lead. You know, I hope the, you know, Phillies win. You know, for Kyle, I'll give him that. But also because my hatred of the Braves. This is funnier. That's funny. (laughs) This is funnier. I'm sorry, Mask. You can keep a... No, it's fine. Um, I was just going to say, you know, we're at the point where I think that... uh, We'll be competitive in games, but I don't think people should have like NFC Championship expectations for us. That's fair. Yeah. I, I like what the Rams are doing. The only, my, my really only, the only real concern, not concern, it just would be like the benchmark for the Rams. The, the, the thing for the Rams is going to be, you know, everything has to land on making sure that they have the right decision made at Matt Stafford's successor. Yes. Because Matt Stafford, while a grinder, is at this age now where a major injury could could end his career. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, One wrong hit and he's done. Right. And, and also, too, just the, he could just retire soon. <laughs> In I mean, general. I don't, I don't think he's going to want to. I think the fight is there, and I think if the Rams are showing that they're going to keep making the steps – but as we've seen so many times, sometimes the quarterbacks, it, their desire to be there isn't matched by what they can produce on the field. He, I'm not saying he's playing poorly by any stretch. He's playing great. But next year could just be the year that his body goes, yeah, we can't do this. <laughs> and he loses 15 yards off his deep ball, can't scramble, whatever. You know what I mean? Could be. We watched it happen to Peyton in real time. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, exactly. Peyton went downhill real quick. What do you think would be the like, you know, the best case scenario, Matt Stafford? Like, let's say he retires this year. Like, what would that be for him? Like, what what do you think to go out on his own terms? Like them, let's say they don't make the playoffs, but him to go on his own terms, what do you think that would look like? Would it just be him putting up a bunch of touchdowns, or 
like him getting close to the playoffs and they don't make it or like what what do you think his head would be at? what would be the trigger to yeah for him to like let's say he just wanted to call it quits this year you know staying like like taking health out of the equation like what would cause him to retire Right, like I mean, so we said a, like a, a bunch of hypotheticals, but I, I do think that like there is a desire for him to play. I don't think it's ever like been a question, but like, let's say that, um, like, like, what do you think would be the tipping point for him in a positive sense for this year? If, if he were to call it quits, this I, I think the only way he calls it quits this year is if the Rams just kind of keep grinding and they stay relevant. And like week seventeen is like if they win, they're in the, in the in the playoffs as a wild card kind of thing. And then you know he kind of like goes out and like balls his heart out in either the wild card or if they advance to the divisional round, like just kind of balls his heart out, plays as hard as he possibly can, and it's just not enough, you know, mm-hmm. type of thing. Like that would be like the only situation, but he, it would have to be in the playoffs. There's no way Matt Stafford's retiring if they miss the playoffs this year. No, there's no way. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pee real quick while Massey finishes. That's fine. Um, like I said, I think we're two or three years away from, as McVeigh likes to say, competitive greatness. Um, we're gonna give teams every week a fight. Uh, I'm sure there will be one or two games that we put up a stinker because there's years or we do that every single year where we just get out coached and the thing that people still don't remember is McVeigh I think is still if not the youngest one of the top three youngest coaches in the NFL uh he's gonna get out coached it happens yeah you know it's normal um you know McVeigh has suffered the same success that I think that Mike Tomlin, like um, Harbaugh, has kind of experience where it's like you're a young coach, and everything is sort of like clicking early for you. So it's kind of like yes. everything you touch sort of you know turns to gold. But when things sort of catch up to you, you're under a scrutiny that's kind of unfair. Yes, and and like that that's what's like because the NFL is you know forever critical and every possible thing that it, 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 it gets lost on the, the, the common fan because like you, you take it for granted in a way, like sure. Absolutely. McVeigh has sort of like, he, he's earned all the respect because, you know, you look at like, even like before as a head coach, you know, his involvement, in other teams that have been successful, uh, Washington, um, actually, what was his position? Was he the quarterback coach in Washington? He was the tight ends coach. He was tight ends coach. Um, but it's like Lafleur was quarterback coach, I believe. Okay. Um, but like everywhere he kind of you know you know went like building up there, his impact was sort of felt, and it kind of led him to this point. Uh, and it's interesting because we we saw even going into this. Was it this year or after the Super Bowl? Like he was kind of like toying with the idea of retirement, and and, and it's kind of like it. It's like how could that be? He's so young, but I think there's a certain point of like it weighs on you because like 
you are so, so successful so young and then when you kind of meet that adversity you start getting it from all sides like do i really want to deal with this like well uh, you know jordan Rodriguez. uh shout out to jordan writer on the athletic um had a wonderful article uh at the beginning of the season of because all off season people were saying McVay was considering retirement and everything like that wrote a great article on you know what it took for him to come back and actually decide that he wanted to be back in coaching and everything like that um it was a very interesting read to to get through to see you know like the thought process that went into it and so exactly like you said the adversity that comes with quite clearly the worst season that McVay has ever dealt with. Uh, and that's bar none. This is by far and wide the worst team he had ever dealt with. And by worse, I mean just racked with injuries. But, right. uh, you know, just the idea of being able to take $100 million from Amazon to go uh you broadcast when you don't have to do the coaching work anymore. You can go focus on the baby that's coming along and the marriage he just had. Uh, it's it's tempting. You've already reached the mountaintop. You've won the Super Bowl. You were the youngest coach to ever do that. What is there left for you to achieve at this point? And it was finding out and like coming back and realizing he wanted to come back to coaching that was the biggest thing. Uh, which, you know, I think is admirable, but uh, I guess surprising to a degree, too, just because, like I said, what more is there for him to come back and have to prove? I really was worried for a long time this offseason that we were going to lose him. And I wouldn't have been surprised or blamed him in the slightest if he decided to. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, there's a competitiveness, I'm sure, like versus other coaches where, you know, he wants to be mentioned in the same breath, which I think in a lot of ways he is. But like, you, you always want to be mentioned in like the Bill Belichick's, the Don Chulas, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I mentioned, you know, Tomlin and Harbaugh. Um, I mean, there would it would be equal to a you know, Barry Sanders type retirement if he did walk away because, yes. he, you know, you see his impact and the success. It's like, why would you want to leave that? And um, like you said, it, at the end of the day, it, it is his own decision and he has a lot of reasons to do so, um, you know, from, from a, like a family standpoint. But I, I think that there, there's, there's always sort of that, I guess we'll call it ego. That may bring you back. Yes. We're we're in an era now which has been sort of ever present in the past 10 years where the young head coach is what's king in this league. Uh And he's sort of kind of like that. We'll call it that that king of it, if you will. I mean, you know, respect to other coaches, you know, here and there in that same age group. There's a time where... And the joke still exists. Uh, how did he get a head coaching job? Oh, you know Sean McVay. <laughs> right. Um, but I think that's important oh, to him. Uh, I was just saying that, that, that that's, in, I think that in a way that's important to him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree with that. Um, 
yeah, I got nothing else to add. I, I think you're spot on with that. I have a, uh, oh man, Kyle just taking the L's on and off the diamond today. What happened? Uh, fucking Kyle's, Kyle was chasing 10 points against Pat and fantasy going into this game. He has the, uh, whatchamacallit, he has the um, Devontae Adams and the tight end for the Packers. And Pat has Jacoby Myers and Josh Jacobs. So you figure Kyle realistically probably should have it in the bag. Yes. And uh, Jacoby Myers caught a touchdown. (laughs) Yeah. So, meanwhile... Meanwhile, uh, I am only putting up one point from AJ Dillon compared to Mike Mock's zeros from Romeo Dabbs and Hunter Renfro, and I'm on pace to beat him by 90. <laughs> Had a big week in fantasy. I tell you, Sounds other fair. than other than other than Puka Nuka, which I think after week one was like a no-brainer, like pick up by someone. Yeah. Other than Pukanuka, though, I, I stand I stand by having the best like no not no name but like like God who would have thought waiver wire pickup of the year I always am good for like a top three waiver wire pickup every year and I did it again. <laughs> who did you grab? Adam Thielen. Yeah. Oh, in such a way too. I don't. I'd have to look at it. I don't. I don't think Adam Thielen was was drafted in our league. He wasn't. So I picked him up after week one. Because Jalen Waddle got hurt, and I've started him every week since, and he's got me 20, 34, 15, and 30. <laughs> I think prior to this, Paul's big success was Alan Hearns. Oh, Alan Hearns was a big one that year. Do you remember that year, Mass, where he blew up with Jacksonville? Yeah. I picked him up after week two, and he I rode him to the, the championship game. <laughs> I mean, what a great year. He never duplicated that ever again, but like, <laughs> what a time to have him. Not only did he never duplicate it again, he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I got a uh, kind of like a fun little mini game we can do for the NFL before we move on to the uh, rivalry segment. Okay. What do we got? So you're each going to be, we're each going to be responsible for our own team. And then we'll collectively do one for the NFL all time and current. So create a, uh, basically like the mini head coaching tree. So a head coach, an offensive coordinator, and a defensive coordinator, all-time list for the Rams, the Steelers, and the Bears. All-time. Say that again. So like you're you're putting together like you're putting together like a team to to compete like in one season. It's a, it's a one season. Um, you know, like multiverse type NFL season where every great comes back and plays for your team. So the Bears get prime Walter Payton. They get. You know, Dick Buckus, they get Mike Dicka, they get, you know what I mean? So who would you pick to be the Rams head coach, offensive coordinator, and defensive coordinator for that team? One season to win it all for all-time bragging rights, for best team of all time. All right. And Kendall, the same thing for the Steelers. Are they they peak abilities, like peak greatness? the peak greatness they were for your team. Okay. So like you can't, so like, for example, let's, let's just say for haha's we were doing like one of us was a Browns fan. You can't pick Bill Belichick. Okay. Well, you could, it would just be the wrong choice. 
Well, I mean, I think Bill Belichick's better than most of what the Browns have had. <laughs> this is also true. So, um, I'm going to go first. Um, for me, I'm going to go... Uh, sorry, hold on. Sorry, I had something pop up on my phone real quick. Hey, no problem. No problem. Man, I'm thinking, more, I'm, thinking more, I'm thinking more of this, uh, this Roman Yeah, Kendall, Kendall, you want to go ahead real quick? Sorry, I just got to take care yeah, of this. Yeah, no, no problem. All right, so <laughs> Pittsburgh has had a very, uh, a very convenient problem of having three head coaches in <laughs> basically its entire modern existence. Um, There's one correct answer, though. So here's the deal. This is, this is what it comes down to for me. Uh, Chuck Noll won four Super Bowls for a reason, and um, he is he is your head coach. Um, yeah. Now, as as far as offensive or as defensive coordinator, that that becomes very interesting. Um, now, are we picking OCs and DCs as well? Yes. But you you don't know. So you don't have to pick offensive and defensive coordinators, Massey. You could pick. Sean McVay is your head coach, and Jeff Fisher is your defensive coordinator. Gross. All right. But I'm just saying, like, so, like, Kendall, you could pick, like, Bill Cowher as your head coach and Mike Tomlin as your defensive coordinator. You can pick a head coach to be a coordinator. What? Because remember, this is an all-time great one-time season only. So, for example, for the Bears, like, you don't think you don't think Gale Sayers is going to be our backup running back? Of course he is. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like, like Brian Urlacher is going to be coming off of the bench for Mike Singletary and Dick Buckus. Right. Like, well, watch me. So I... it's like all-time greats of all time. So, like, if you have a like, if you have a defensive-minded head coach, that's been you know, like, so let's just say like Bill Cowher and Mike Tomlin, both very good defensive-minded coaches. If if Mike Tomlin and Bill Cowher are both better than any defensive coordinator you've ever had, you can pick him as. Well, I mean that—that's just it. So that's where I was kind of running into. Is I was going to use both of them. Like for me, Chuck Knoll is going to be my my head coach all the way. Now it's super interesting because these are both defensive-minded head coaches. But the thing is, there's there's a certain like inspiration level that both guys both bring to the table that I can't not include them both. So I'm trying to determine who I want as my defensive coordinator and who I want as my offensive coordinator, and. I think I think I'm going to take Tomlin as defensive coordinator and Cower as offensive coordinator. Um, just because I think that there's so much that they bring to the table as just not even like scheme, but just as being a person who is a coach. And I, I can't – I'd have to include both of them. And I think – in general, I mean, you look at modern-day NFL, Tomlin was head coach of more higher-scoring offenses than Cower was. However, with that, with that being said, just that there's, there's so much of a shift in the way professional football is played that I'm going to give the nod to Tomlin as the defensive coordinator. I think it's more of a fit for, for an all-time, and I think Cower is a good enough coach to have – impact on the offensive side of the ball. So that, that would be my three. 
If you don't have yours, I'll go. I'm gonna I'm gonna take McVeigh as our head coach. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take Wes Phillips uh, as our defensive coordinator. Wade Phillips. Yeah, Wade Phillips. I don't know why I said Wes. His son is great, but he's not as good as Wade. Uh, Offensive coordinator. You know what? I think I'm going to change my answer for defensive coordinator. I think I'm going to take. I think I'm going to take Lovey. Okay. Offensive coordinator. Man. Who would the best offensive coordinator be? Jeff Fisher. <laughs> Gross. I tell you what, Jeff Fisher wouldn't be a bad candidate for defensive coordinator, though. He was a very no, good... No, he wouldn't be a very bad candidate. Um, be a terrible do candidate. I take, do, <laughs> do I take Marks here? Good. I would. I think it's it's probably got to be Marks. I mean, it's the greatest show on turf. Yeah, I, I think it's got to be Mike Marks. Um, and then, are we just doing coaching right now? Uh, or are we getting into the full team? No, just just the three, like the head coach and the two <clears throat> coaches. Uh, and then special teams, I'm going to go ahead and take John Bones Fossil. All right. I didn't take a special team as coordinator. You didn't have to. I love Bones. Bones is great. So, that's fine. All right. Uh, I'm going to take... Let's see. Hmm. I'm really torn. Who you torn on? Torn for how I want to do this. So I, I think the thing is, is like I think when you do this, you kind of have to exclude like cultural changes. Yeah. Right. Like you have to put that to the side, right? Like how is someone from like the '60s going to coach players today? Right. Yeah. So if if we're gonna if we're gonna make sure all cultural like changes are pushed to the side, my head coach is going to be. George Hallis. I mean, here's the thing. He coached the Bears for 60 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, not too shabby. Um, I'm taking Dicka as my offensive coordinator, and I'm taking Buddy Ryan as my defensive coordinator. Okay. And then for special teams, uh, anybody that coached Devin Hester. <laughs> Probably a good choice. Here, I got you right here. I'm going to take uh, Dave Taub. It's a good pick, actually. Yeah, I was about to say, Taub is actually a pretty good pick. Taking Dave Taub. He's the assistant head coach for the Kansas City Chiefs at the moment. Yeah, I mean... 
He was also the special teams coordinator for the Bears from 2004 to 2012. And if I remember correctly, they were pretty good on special teams in that stretch. It's somewhat. Yeah. Two-time Super Bowl winner, four-time Super Bowl appearance. So, take that. <laughs> take was that. Also, was, also, pipe. was also a Rams practice squatter. Fun fact. 1986. He was drafted in the ninth round by the Eagles and never played a snap of NFL football. Interesting. Yeah. So he, he was on the Eagles practice squad his rookie year, didn't make the cut. Rams practice squad the next year, didn't make the cut. Immediately became the strength and conditioning coach at UTEP. <laughs> Which is, Kendall? What was that? UTEP, what's the same for? I don't know. University of Texas Educational Prep. University of Texas El Paso. Oh. All right, so then real quick, let's try to do one uh, for all time as a group, so across all the coaches. Who are you guys like, picking? What do you mean, like? Like, pick. So, of all the coaches and whatever, like, make a make like if you had to make an all time great team, us as a group, who's head coaching it? Who's the offensive coordinator? Who's the defensive coordinator? From all three teams? No, 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 no. From all the whole league. Uh huh. The whole league all time. I mean, Schuler or Belichick has to be head coach, right? Um, I mean, me personally, this is just this is just me personally. If I really had to dial it up, I, I think from an all-time standpoint, my list would be I think I would have Belichick as my defensive coordinator and Andy Reid as my offensive coordinator, and I'd have Bill Parcells as my head coach. Ooh, big tune-up. All right, I, think, I, I can get behind that. Don't get me wrong, Shula is Shula, you know what I mean? But it's like you know, just like we do with the rest of the world, you know, there are there are many, many of people out there that would pick other quarterbacks other than Tom Brady to be their all-time quarterback. And I feel like, I mean, Shula is, you know, the respect is earned. But, I mean, there was almost like a loyalty factor that kind of wouldn't last today. Like, he was a coach for a long time, and there were some less than stellar seasons under his time. I mean, sort of kind of what Belichick is experiencing right now. Um, so it's sort of important to note. I, I, I actually, I, I, I'm trying to think about if I can think of a better head coach, but I mean, the, uh, Belichick is defensive coordinator for sure. Andy Reid, offensive coordinator makes a lot of sense. I mean, and like Parcells, I mean, that's like, that's the, one of the ultimate motivators all the time. Well, that's what I was thinking about it. Like from the head coaching standpoint, it's like, you know, it's like, like he's going to, you know, he, he brings a defense, a further defensive quality to the mix, but he's just also just like an all time great head coach. That's, I mean, that's tough to argue with. I mean, because yeah, here's the, it's tough because like from like that, that bias standpoint is like, Oh, well, you know, Chuck Noll won four Super Bowls. Like, well, that's all well and good. But I mean, I couldn't tell you like one like great speech that Chuck Noll said. I mean, I can think of tons of clips hearing Parcells on the sideline. Um, 
I mean, like, Bill Walsh, he won four Super Bowls with the 49ers. I mean, pretty successful guy. I don't think he really had, like, a super long tenure. I think he kind of retired um, after his, like, he had a kind of, like, a short run as a head coach. Yeah, I mean, you could also make the argument for, like, a Vince Lombardi. Yeah. Dig for meal. <laughs> Tom Landry. And, like, all, Bud, like... Bud Grant. Yeah. But, I mean, Landry, same type of guy. Coached for a very long time. And, like, had some kind of... had an iconic look. Yeah. Yeah, with the hat and all that. But had some kind of crappy years towards the end of his tenure. But I I think what's important to look at is like success in multiple places. Parcells, successful with the Giants, successful with the Jets to a certain degree, successful with the Cowboys to a certain degree. I think that, that means something. Yeah, all right, we're fine. fine. Ask if you have anything uh, you want to add in. Okay. No, I think we've pretty much covered that list. I think I'm pretty happy with that all time. I tell you, I, I if I'm Kyle right now, I am so fucking pissed. What happened? The way the Braves won that game, I'm firing somebody. If I'm the if I'm the owner of the Phillies, I'm firing somebody in that organization tonight. In the locker room? Uh, somebody. I don't care. A player, a coach, a trainer, weight staff. I don't care. Somebody's getting fired. Fucking somebody from the Phillies. I don't, I don't know who said it. I didn't read the, the in-depth, but I, I saw the report. Somebody from the Phillies hit a ball basically to the wall. The center fielder for the Braves made the catch at the wall and then doubled him up. Oh. Wow. To end the game. What a shitty way to lose a game. <laughs> yeah. Especially being up. Okay. And then real quick, so let's do uh let's do today's NFL. Um you can take it however you want to take it based off like current coaching. Um it, it's all just current current coaches and coordinators in the game today. Um you can take it based off of like however you want to do it. I know for me, I know what I would put, but I'll let the rest of I'll let you guys go about Kyle, Kyle Shanahan is a bit of coordinator that's what I was thinking as well interesting uh, Belichick's probably defensive coordinator although I wouldn't mind having Sala or Tobago Ryan's uh, the thing is I think you still got to take Belichick. Belichick I mean Tobago Ryan's isn't bad I mean like but look at like I mean that kid that just got hurt for the Patriots. The, that Gonzalez kid. Yeah. He was like having like one of the best defensive rookie seasons of all time. <laughs> I mean, like like Belichick just knows what he's doing on defense. He does. He always has. He coached the fucking LT Giants. He coached the Patriots team back in the day. And then you know, that's yeah. that coach for the Patriots. Um, all right, I'm going to go with a bit of a wild card here. Uh, 
and I can't believe I'm I'm torn between two. What I do not want to say. Holland's got to be in consideration for head coach. Who? Tomlin. Yeah, and the other one's Pete Carroll. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you something? What's that? I love the Tomlin thing. I give Tomlin the nod at head coach. That's who I was going to say. Tomlin at head coach. I love the creativity that Shanahan offers, but I was going to pick Andy Reid as my OC and Belichick <sighs> as my DC. I just here's the thing. The cuteness and the creativeness, it, 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 it absolutely, it's electric and it sparks teams. Andy Reid's offensive game plans have gotten him to five Super Bowls. I Kyle's don't disagree. Have gotten him to none. Kyle's have gotten him to two. He hasn't won that, but he's gotten there. Was he the head coach for both? He wasn't the head coach, but he was the offensive coordinator for both. All right, so I'll give him one and a half. He wasn't making the finalized play calls. I mean, I'm sure he was given the keys to the castle as the offensive. Well, it wasn't fucking Dan Quinn putting it in. But, oh, he was the Falcons offensive coordinator? Yeah. Um, Hey, Dan Quinn's an all-time great. You watch your mouth. Um, He is, but he's not an all-time great offensive caller. Good good kick block by the Packers. Yeah. Um, Look, I, 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 I love what Shanahan does. I really do, but I also the, the, my my thing is I'm just I'm a little bit more apt to pick Andy Reid from the standpoint of uh, name me name me a, a a good season Shanahan's had with no good toys. I mean, again, this is fair. Uh, this is a man who's also turned uh, Jimmy or uh, Jimmy. Jimmy G into a very good quarterback. Uh, had success with pretty much any quarterback you threw in there. For God's sake, people thought Nick Mullins was good for a little while. Uh, no, I totally agree. I just, I, I think, I think when push comes to shove, I think I, I would trust Andy Reid more. Yeah, I mean, I think you're looking at like a one A and one B right now. It's the new generation versus the old hat. The old hat has proved it for longer, so I'm fine with giving it to Um, I, I do think Shanahan will uh, take that mantle at some point as the best play caller in the league. Uh, no, I can agree with that. I, and I think he's probably a better – I think he has a better offensive mind in terms of creativity. But I just – there's something about the way Andy Reid – calls a game offensively that I love. Yeah, it's called give the ball to Patrick and watch him go. No, because I mean... but you, I, I, mean, I know, it was a joke. I'm saying, just like, even with like the fucking, like... And the other thing too is, is like, Andy Reid has created Super Bowl fucking talent in terms of coaches. Absolutely. I just, I love what he does. I I love that he went to four straight conference championship games in the beginning of his career. 
I just I don't know. There's something about him I like. I, I would just I would pick him over Shanahan right now. That's fair. I would pick Belichick as my DC, and I would pick Tomlin as my head coach. And then just because of what you said, for life and energy, I'm picking Pete Carroll as my special teams guy. All right. Just because I mean, there's really you know what? other than Sean McVay, there is Pete no Carroll is DC. Belichick is special teams. Who is DC? Pete Carroll. Absolutely not. <laughs> have you seen the Have you seen the Seahawks defense after all the Legion of Boom guys left? Yeah. It was terrible. My thing, Pete, I'm taking Pete Carroll. I'm taking Pete Carroll as my my special teams guy, just for just for energy. I mean, I don't I don't think there's another guy other than Sean McVay in the NFL that sparks like just straight up just amped energy on a team. No, it's it's definitely between the two. Uh, Sirianni is pretty close. I'll tell you what, you know who I think makes this list in five to six years? Sirianni? No. The, oh, I don't know what his name is. Uh, which on. coach? I don't want to say. I want to look it up. <laughs> Kevin uh, O'Connell. Ugh. I, I tell you what, you can ugh all you want. I, I think that I think that Kevin O'Connell is doing a really good job for a one in five, one in 14. I think he's doing, I think he's doing an amazing job coaching. I think that he's good. I think that he's a really good head coach from everything I've seen on that Vikings team. It's just that the defense is just not good anymore. It's not, it's really, really not. the defense is just absolutely atrocious. And, and, and it's the reason that they're just not, I mean, there's no, they had no business losing to the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, they, they basically that game was given away. Kendall, we locked ears in. We picked Staley for just all three. Oh, God. We picked Staley, we picked Staley for all three and then uh, John Harborough as, as your uh, quarterback. Uh, two people I just want to slap. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into. Just real quick, I just want we can do a quick discussion on it, and then we can do a draft if you want. Because the draft three people always move easy, and I, I want to do something. Not that this hasn't been fun, but like like a little fun segment. Um, I just wanted to discuss very briefly. What would you guys pick as your best, your three best rivalries in now? And, and you guys can be. Uh, um, biased in terms of like the sports you watch. So like Massey, you can exclusively just do football and maybe some basketball because you've been watching a lot of basketball if you want. Kendall, you can stick to football and, and baseball if you want. You don't have to include the NHL because you don't watch it. That's fine. Okay. But what would you guys consider your the three best sports rivalries across the four major sports excluding division rivalries? So no Yankees, Red Sox, no Steelers, Ravens, no Bears, Packers. Just Rivalries that have lasted the test of time that to this day are just must watch sports because of the two teams' history. So, like, I'll give a for example, I think this probably would be on most people's lists Cowboys 49ers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cowboys 49ers is one, it's a non division, it's a non division rivalry that has lasted forever. So, I'm going to exclude two. Because I think they're too easy, and I want you guys to actually think about this. I'm excluding 49ers, 
Cowboys, and I'm excluding Lakers-Celtics. That makes sense. Uh, All right. I got one. Okay. Duke and UNC. No, just I said the four major American sports. Oh, God damn it. And Duke and UNC would technically be considered division because they were in the same conference. Damn. All right. Um, I'm leaving college out because I don't know. It's funny. I saw this because I was looking. I was looking at this fucking list. And can I just read you this list real quick? Yes. Sure. All right. You ready for this? All right. I'm gonna go down this list. This is the list I did for all time sports. Fifteen all time sports. Ready? This is an order one through fifteen. Yankees, Red Sox, one. Real Madrid, FC Barcelona. I'm looking at the same list. All right, so don't share anything. Duke, UNC, Alabama, Auburn, Iowa, Iowa State. All of these make sense. Now we're going to skip number six. We're going to go to number seven, Kendall. Boston Celtics, or Celtics uh, Lakers. Bruins Canadians. uh, Dodgers Giants. Bears Packers. Texas, Oklahoma, Celtics, Rangers, which just hilarious. Kentucky, Louisville, Michigan, Ohio State, Rangers, Islanders. Now, I think it's funny that the Ravens Steelers was left out just for these just because of how hilarious number six is. Do you yes, know what number six is? Not great. Shoot. You know, you know what number six is, which is ahead of Bears Packers and excludes the Steelers Ravens from this list? What? Saints Falcons. I mean, that doesn't even make any sense. Saints, Falcons. Uh, they've played 107 times against each other when this was posted, which was September of this year. So have they played each other yet this year? It doesn't yeah. matter. It'd be 108 if they did. The Steelers, I'm pretty sure there's been more suspensions in the Steelers-Ravens rivalry than there has across any other team in sports. Yeah, <laughs> and those are two teams that, like, historically speaking – I've been pretty bad until like the last twenty years, and the games they did well, play have been. In not... fairness, haven't they only been around for like the last twenty years? No, maybe going on twenty five. How no, long have well, the Ravens been around? The Ravens have only been around for twenty three years. So yeah, just twenty. No, but I'm talking about like so. In general, like the Saints are a sixties team, Falcons, sixties maybe. No, yeah, that's a 60s you know, team. And you want to know something? The Ravens have more Super Bowls than both those teams. Yeah, and like so, like despite them like being have the, have the Falcons won a Super Bowl? No, they have not. So the Ravens have more Super Bowls than both those teams combined. Yes. Yeah. And the Steelers have three times what the Ravens have. Yes. Yeah, it makes no sense. I, it's just because the rivalry is so young. I think. I uh, truth be told, I I, I would put. Browns Bengals over that, and for especially for the reason that like the creator it's such of the, a boring rivalry, but no, nobody cares about that. But, rivalry. but listen, they they should because basically imagine like Massey, imagine you create a team. I understand. Right? I understand why it's rivalry, but the players don't even see it as rivalry. Well, I mean, right, perhaps you know time has kind of like killed it, but like historically speaking, it means more than Saints Falcons. Sure, because of Paul Brown, but at the right. same time, the players don't even know that rivalry exists. That's a, that's a good one. I would like to exclude one more thing from the list. I forgot. What? 
intercity rivalries. So you can't do Cubs and uh, Cubs and White Sox and something. Cubs, like that? White Sox, Mets, Yankees, Bengals, yeah. Browns. No, no interstate rivalries. Okay, I think that's fair. So, I think it's fair if we're excluding college, and we're excluding the things that we said, which were Celtics, Lakers, and whatever. I, I think that I think that at least on everyone's list. Even though it was, you know, it, even though it was only fifteen years or so, I think we have to put Patriots Colts. Yes. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking about that. Um, it's too bad like some of those early games weren't closer. Yeah, because the Patriots held that for a long time. But yes, that was. But I mean, they faced off a lot, so I think it's like two like premier quarterbacks. It makes sense. Uh. Bulls Pistons has to be up there. Same same division. Ah fuck. Um, um See there is one that it's unfortunately like it's not like super Paul Paul would know it but it's like so Bears like Tampa Bay was kind of a thing for a long time. Yeah, but uh, that's because of the same division, so I, I kind of excluded it. Yeah. I mean, like, you could put, like, for, for the Bears, really, their, their biggest out-of-division rival of all time is probably the Cowboys, but that's really from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Right. It's not really anything that's lived up to the hype as of late. That's This is tough. Well, I mean, just excluding, like, the things, you know what I mean? Because it's, like, it gets too easy. I mean, like, you could you could go, like, from an NBA standpoint, you could go Cavs, Warriors, but really that only lasted, like, five years. Yeah. Um, the Yankees, Astros, but that's been mostly in the Astros' favor lately. Steelers-Cowboys was a big one back in the 70s. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Steelers-Cowboys was big. Uh, Cowboys and Packers was big in the '60s. Oh, I got I got a good one. Okay, I got a good one, and I think you guys will all chuckle at it because you forgot about it. Uh, the Buffalo Bills and winning the Super Bowl. Oh, hilarious! <laughs> uh, Pats and Giants. Now that's something that's just made up in Giants fans' head. I, I would give Steelers Raiders. Steelers Raiders is always a good one. Yeah, Steelers never win though. I mean, it was for sure too, like a more seventies thing. Like they've just kind of like they felt the need to hold on to that, like for the yeah. Past. I mean, I, I could I could agree with that. Um, is there any stock in Knicks Rockets, or is that just like a, a two off? No, that's two off. I mean, I think if you're going to go Steelers, it's got to either be it's got to be Steelers Cowboys though. It's either got to be Steelers Cowboys. Or Cowboys Packers, and then I mean, if you this one, I think it kind of interferes with what we're saying. But another good one would be Yankees Dodgers. Yeah, but I think that kind of falls into the same thing, really, because they were technically the same city. Um, Bulls Knicks was a big one. Bulls Knicks was huge in the nineties. Well, I think you can give 
Yankees Dodgers a nod <clears throat> because it was so drastic when they did end up moving out west. Like basically, like it was a team like abandoning a city um, with so much history. So and it just it it happened to become a different you know league the way it got set up. But yeah, I think it's I think it makes the cut. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, if I had to really like break it down, um, I feel like NBA is so tough because I think there's like there's like these three year periods of teams that are like they rival. They they don't last long. Yeah, like Bulls, Knicks was the '90s. Warriors, uh, Cavs was like the 2010s. You know, the 2000 like the 2000s was like Lakers, Sixers, um. You know, it's they just don't last a long time. That's why, like, the Lakers-Celtics really is the best of, of all of them because it's kind of stood the test of time. It got really – I mean, like, the games were always heated, but it didn't really get revived until Kobe and the Lakers played Garnett in the uh, Celtics in the finals in the 2010, early yep. 2010s. Um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of them. Like, I mean, the problem, the the, the interesting thing about this and what makes it so hard is because rivalries are born off of playing each other so often. And so, yeah. like in the NFL, for example, it's very hard to def- to to make a rivalry happen when you don't play each other guaranteed every year like you do in the divisions. That's why the Patriots Colts one works because it was 15 years of just two teams dominating the divisions. It was one A and one B every year. Like, the, the Patriots and the Colts were finishing first and second in the AFC every single year, and the Steelers were gonna were bringing up the nod. I think we're, you know, injury-dependent. We're on the verge of sort of that Chiefs-Bengals-Bills kind of being like a trifecta of things for the future, um, with the Chiefs sort of being the focal point. But even then... It, I'm not like in total. I'm not totally convinced there's gonna be a consistency. I I don't know why I feel that way. Like Colts Patriots, like you know Manning Brady. Like there was never like a doubt. You know what I mean? Like I I don't know. I, I just I, these these quarterbacks. I just there's a certain doubt, and I can't. I don't know if it's just like the, the health of Burrow recently, or you know the Bills sort of being kind of like super streaky. But I mean, I guess those would be. If I was a betting man, what I'd consider as the teams to kind of be that next wave. Yeah. I mean, for the NBA, you could look at Knicks Miami Heat. That was a very big thing. In the two uh, thousands. Yeah. That was always a big one. I mean, Lakers, Celtics, we talked about a bajillion times. For baseball, it's a lot of the same, too. It's, you know, it's uh, Cardinals, Cubs, White Sox, Cubs, Yankees, Mets, Yankees, Red Sox. Um, it's it's a very interesting thing to think about. We don't have to come up with three, but I just mostly wanted to discuss it. Yeah. Baseball is is tough because... It it is such. I mean, now things are a little bit different, but it was so division pertinent, you know, until recently. Now, since they're playing everybody at least once, things are a little bit different. 
Um, and, and maybe that will kind of shake things up for that that rivalry. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. All right, Massey, are you back? Yep. All right. You guys want to do a draft? Yeah. Nope. All right. Let's do it. Let's let's call it seven rounds. And because it's the three of us, I think we can do this. So we have done. Can we want to pull up a random name generator thing? Yep. All right. So because we've done this in the past, I'm going to alter it a little bit. But I think it's easier to alter with three people over a larger amount of rounds than five people over a smaller amount of rounds. We've done the gas station item draft before, the convenience store item draft before. Right? Yep. Yeah. This time, what we're going to do is the convenience gas station store item draft, but brand only. What so, only? Brand only. Brand only. So if you pick combos, you get all the combos. Nobody nice. can take any more combos. If you pick Lay's potato chips, you get all the Lay's potato chips. Now, we're not going to do like the umbrella company where it's like, oh, if you pick Lay's, you get Fritos. Like, no, it's just Lay's. Somebody else can take Fritos. Like, we're not going to do that. But it's the whole brand as a whole. So if you pick Fritos, you get corn chips, you get the barbecue twist. If you pick fucking, you know, I don't know, Reese's, you get all the Reese's candy in the, in the store. Mm, okay. You get all the Reese's, you get Reese's sticks, Reese's cups, Reese's pieces. Sorry, Reese's sticks, Reese's cups, Reese's cups. You, you know, and then fuck it. If you pick, if you pick nine lives, you get all the flavors of cat food. Hell yeah! Gross. So, uh, what's the what's the order? The order is Massey, Reed, Paul. All right. Fucking hell! All right, give me a second. I'm pulling up a thing to track it. And, and yeah, so like no, just no umbrella corporations. So for example, if you pick, you know, I mean, like if you pick Hershey, you don't get Reese's as well. You just get the Hershey. <laughs> I'm taking all of Nabisco. Yeah, I'm taking Cisco distributors. <laughs> they don't distribute the gas stations. It includes all their paper products as well. All right. So what was the order? You, me, Paul. You handle me. He's the mass, he's the mass, he's the mass, he's the mass, he's the mass. All right. Um, bum, bum, this bum. Is, this is a lot of pressure for the the first thing um listen you're you're in a, a basically judgment free zone the two no, people... this is this is the exclusive judgment zone now hold on listen i think between myself and paul versus souls mock those two have a lot more like shit talking than we do i tend to, i tend to think we are pretty supportive I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Doritos. Okay. Hey, that's Doritos is not a bad pick. The thing here's the thing. 
This is why I think if someone were to shit on Doritos, this is what I think would be the reason. Is you're a simpleton who only likes Cool Ranch Doritos. That's just it. If you have a bigger flavor palette, like nacho cheese Doritos, spicy nacho Doritos, like they're all good. Sweet chili. The sweet chili, yeah. If you like if, if you like all the Dorito types, it's a great pick. I do like all the Dorito types. Thanks, Paul. No problem, man. All right, Kendall. All right. Kendall's going Actually, smuckers Kendall. here. What? Kendall's going smuckers here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kendall. Yes. I gotta know. What's your thought process going into this? So, uh, I mean, I, I, I had something locked and loaded, and I just want to make sure I say it the right way. And um, I, So what, what was your process behind your lock and load? What like, do you mean? Did you just think of this immediately as the as the theme came up? Kendall's taking Gorilla Farms here. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Because, because like, the brand-dependent thing like sort of plays into it like i i knew kind of the way i wanted to go but i just i i feel like i have to take the kind of like the biggest commercial brand for this and it, it may be kind of sacrificing quality a little bit but i think like there's enough products that i do like that would make it okay and um i'm gonna take uh like I can't, just, I can't take beef jerky. I have to take Jack Links, correct? Yes. All right, so I'm taking Jack Links. That's a terrible fucking pick. So what here's, a horrible pick. So here's the that deal. That is a bad fucking pick. So this here's is the, the deal. worst thing you could have ever done. So here's the deal. You're a piece of shit for that pick. So here's How the deal. How dare you, Kendall? Now. Kendall coming in with the fucking railroad of snack foods. Here's the deal. <laughs> there, from a, a minor league standpoint, you're better off getting beef jerky from the mom and pop shop. 100%. 100%. I agree. And there's nothing worse than getting a Jack Links that is just a terrible bag. However, they happen to have a... I want you to know. Sorry, not to, not to interrupt you. But I want you to know that while you do get all the cool beef jerky items, that means you also have to take the Jack Links beef jerky, like... Chewing tobacco uh, that they offer. Listen, I'm aware. I, I, I'm you're taking. Stuck I, you're stuck with it, Kendall. You have to take it. I'm taking all the garbage that comes with it, but I'm picking the variety and options that may not exist in other places of higher quality product. You know, I, Old Trapper was right there, Kendall. What was it? Old Trapper. But listen, I'm getting less things. It's a shame. Listen, I. I I, I wanted I wanted the dried meat is what I wanted. You could have just taken your penis. <laughs> I'll take it later. The driest meat there is. Hey oh Paul, what do you got for back to backs? I mean, it's gotta be better than what Kendall just picked, right? God. Remember the well, supportive hey, group guys, that existed? Do you guys think Mike Mock's mad that Aaron Jones is not only out but AJ Dillon scored a touchdown against him in his ninety point blowout? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Um, all right, so I am going to take the Ress's brand here. Um, I mean, I, I'm more of a, a, a savory guy when it comes to picking a snack at a gas station, but the, the Ress's brand is just too strong to ignore here. I mean, I was I, hoping it was coming back around, but I didn't think it was. I like the Ress's sticks. I like the Ress's Pesses. 
Rest is fast break. No, the fast break is the worst rest is product of all time. It is, but it's still good. <laughs> but the rest is hey, I, I have a question. Do, do I get, not that anyone's going to take it, but the rest is take five. Do I get that or does that it's, belong to take five? No, it's, uh, hmm. um, it's like take five is a Hershey's subsidiary brand. But I feel like once you put Ress's on the name and you use the Ress's peanut butter, it becomes a Ress's product. I'm going to say that that's, that's a Ress's. Take it. Uh, that, that's in. Fucking sweet. And then I'm going to come, I'm going to, I'm going to back to back this. This might fall into the, the Massey category of like would have been ridiculed if Massey and, or if uh, Mock and Kyle were here. But I'm going to take it anyway because I'm a huge sucker for this. Uh, I'm going to take the Cheeto brand. Real good pick, Paul. Real good pick. I mean, flaming hot Cheetos, crunchy Cheetos, puff Cheetos. Just give me Chez Air. Really good pick. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. All right, Kendall, what are you taking here? Fucking smart food. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take pirate booty here. Uh, no, um, lock it in. He said it. <laughs> All right, I typed it in. I say I don't even know. I don't even know like the distributor of that. Come on, Kendall. Go ahead. Take Pop Tarts. You know you want oh, to. I, I, listen, I do like Pop Tarts, but I, I'm not taking them here, I don't think. Here's the thing. I don't know what it is, but that individual blue wrapped two Pop Tart pack at the gas station, those Pop Tarts taste so much worse than just a pack <laughs> oh, yeah. of Pop Tarts from the gas station. There's a certain like, dryness that they have. They just taste so much worse, and I don't know why. <laughs> All right. Oh, I meant to say this, by the way. Um, all, because no one's picked it yet. Off the table are any sort of uh, uh, like purchase and heat up or bring home and heat up options, okay. or or like, like you empty. can't do like sandwiches or right, like no uh, hot pockets, no pizza rolls, nothing yeah. like that. Like it's got to be something that you could buy and like like you take it off the shelf, open it, and start eating it. Okay. Okay. And, and so I'm gonna go ahead and take a hot pocket. Here. <laughs> Look, you can have it, but you have to eat it frozen. All right, so, I'm in. So right. I'm taking the hot pocket here. And then the the other uh, thing is no no MTO or pre made food. So like you can't take the hot dog roller, hot dogs, nachos. Yep. Like that. Yeah. All, right. All right. So I'm taking the hostess sleeve here. The hostess sleeve. What the fuck is that? All right. So any hostess product that comes in the three or five uh, variety. So for example, no, you can have hostess. Oh, uh, so hostess. Well, I mean, I guess I was excluding like. No, you can't exclude. You have to take the bad with the good, Kendall. If you're gonna take the fucking powdered donuts, you're taking the fucking cupcakes. No, no, that, that's fine. I just, I didn't know. Every you gotta so... have the snowballs, man. Oh no, listen, I, yeah. I'll take Kendall, all hostess. All your coconut varietals, you dumb bitch. No, no, no. Listen, <laughs> I'll take hostess as a whole. I didn't know if there was a difference between you know every scene. So there's like the clear plastic thin guys in the. Like the cardboard. Hey Kendall, do they have hostess, hostess on the name? And you're taking it. Yeah, right. hostess. It has hostess on the name. It's yours. Hostess in the bag. Terrible pack. Oh, Fuck I disagree. Off. Are you kidding? The uh, variety is unmatched. Kendall, Terrible you pack. took that. What did you say? What's unmatched? The hostess the variety. Are you the variety between the breakfast and dessert? Are you kidding? Oh. A donut is not breakfast and dessert. <laughs> no, but bad. listen, but there's other hostess besides the donuts. Yeah. I can't wait for Kendall to come back and take Sabra fucking hummus. From my favorite <laughs> they do they do cookies. <laughs> they do ring dings. It's more than just the powdered donut. 
They oh, called apple God. pie. I mean, come on. Uh, Kendall's oh, coming back around with Haribo gummy bears. Ugh. You know what you should have taken, Kendall? You you would have been better off taking the wicker basket individual banana at the at the counter. You guys are sleeping on Hostess, and it makes no <laughs> sense. It makes all uh, the sense. No sense. All right. All Up next, I'm going to go ahead and take M&M's. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Good fucking pick. Now, don't take Kendall's next pick, next pick here. You're not going to want to take the pickle in the bag. I don't know, man. Those are pretty fucking good. No, um, <laughs> the biggest it's... pickle around. Fuck pickles. Pickles are fucking terrible. <sighs> Gonna save those for the end. How do you feel knowing that you have Twinkies, you bastard? I uh, <laughs> I like Twinkies. That makes oh. sense. God damn it! That's terrible. I mean, they're good. Twinkies are not good. I mean, they're pretty good. Yeah. Listen, they are what they are. Yeah, that's not good. <sighs> Just watch Jimmy G die. Um, <sighs> oh, I haven't gotten there yet. You know, give it a minute. Um, <sighs> I'm so torn here. This is why I hate watching NFL football. Why? This is the reason. Because they just showed offensive lineman rookie Colton Miller. And I am just going to forever be wondering in my head 40 years from now, why do I know Colton Miller? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jimmy G just died. Well, I wish I could say that. You got this. Um, Right. All right. So, focusing up. Um... Do I want to take something just for one item? I mean, I'm about to do that on my next pick. Unless you take it here. I think I'm going to take it here. Don't do it. And I think I've done this to you twice now. I'll do this. Do you want me to save it for you? No, take it. Take whatever you want to take, man. It's the draft. I'm going to go ahead and take the Handicap brand. Fuck! God damn it! There's a bathroom in my fridge right now. Go ahead and take the handicap, friend. Son of a bitch! I'm so pissed. I think I did that to you in back-to-back drafts. Oh, god damn it, Massey! If your mother was, if your mother wasn't such a nice lady, I'd have some mean things to say. <laughs> All right, oh, Kendall. God, take a little bag's waiting for you, bud. All right. I'm going to take the uh, David Seed brand. Fuck! It's not even worth drafting anymore. I can't believe I lost the hot fry. I can't believe it. I'm sorry, bud. That I lost the hot fry. I'm an asshole. (laughs) Samantha, I lost the hot fry. I can't tell you how much uncaring is on her face right now. <laughs> but I can't tell you how much caring is on my face. I'm so pissed. That's divorce worthy. Yeah, hey, we're not married though, so I can't I can't divorce her. Oh, Which is yeah, married to that yes, you can. No, I can't, because I'll just leave her and one hundred percent of what's mine is mine. <laughs> I am so fucking pissed right now. I can't I'm even sorry, I can't buddy. even tell you. It's not your fault, Mass. It's my fault. I should have fucking taken it. If I knew Kendall was going to come in with fucking weak-ass Hostess. Hostess is a prime brand. 
Uh, guess what? No, it's not. You guys are lacking. I mean, here's the deal. There's hey, so often that it's in your guy's life and you didn't even realize it. Hey, Paul. Yeah. Want to execute a trade here? Uh, what are you trying to do? Cheetos for handicaps? No, you want Rissa's for handicap? No, I can't do that. Rissa's That's all right. Here's the thing. I'd be willing to do it, but the problem is if I trade for handicaps, I have to take those terrible onion rings. <laughs> I, I can't That's trade true. how much. Like it's like here's the thing. I was willing to waste my third pick on those onion rings, but I can't trade Tom Brady for, for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Like I want Jimmy Garoppolo. Don't get me wrong, but not at the expense of Tom Brady. That's a horse collar tackle. Uh, currently for me, it's a Jimmy Kimmel commercial. It's a very dumb one at that. Paul, you're up. Yeah. All right. Fuck. Fuck, uh, Kendall. My, whole world, my whole world's just been turned upside down. Kendall. Yes. I've officially beaten you by over 100 points. Actually, I think you did that at uh, uh, 4 not or 5 p.m. Nope, not before tonight, I didn't. Well, listen, but before going to Sunday oh, night, you had that title. Yeah, but you had people play Sunday night. Yeah, I, irrelevant. I am, I'm just sort of lost for life. Is Romeo Dobbs number nine? No, Christian Watson is. All right, good. Who Christian Watson. I, which, fair. I have Christian Watson right now, so that's fine. As long as it's not Romeo Dobbs, I want to. I, I need to beat Mog. Man, right. I tell you how depressed I am right now, just being all the way back in last place. I gotta tell you, I'm behind I, Tyler right now. I still have no fucking clue why I didn't take handicaps. Oh my god, I'm so angry. And you know what's funny? You know what's funny? For me, the reason I picked this draft was because I was, in my mind, I was like, I can't wait to eat these fucking hot fries later. <laughs> Damn it. All right, you know what? I'm gonna. This might be a waste, but I'm going to do it because it's seven rounds. I want to just get them out of the way now and not have to worry about going back to it at That's a later date. Yeah, I don't want to worry. I don't want to worry about having to, like, come back and, like, fuck with it. So I'm, I'm not going to bother with it. Double me down. I'm taking Gatorade and the Arizona. Damn it. Double damn it. Give me Gatorade and Arizona's off the board. Oh, two Gatorade really good picks. Out of the way. Really good picks. Thanks, man. All right, Kendall, why don't you fucking take Red Bull here, you bastard. <laughs> I'm going to take Snapple here. Kendall, I've never seen you drink a Snapple a day in your life. Oh, I, I'm, a, I'm a big iced tea guy. So why didn't you take Arizona? Because you took it. <laughs> well, you could have taken it instead of Hostess. I, listen... I don't know, you guys are hating hostess for literally no reason, and I'm like befuddled by the reasoning. I, like, there are good products. Man, I'm I'm now at the loss. So congratulations, Paul. All right, I'm going to go ahead here, and I'm going to go ahead and take a dark horse pick. I think. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take the deep rubber chips. What? Well, it's a good pick. Can you hear me? I'm here. Can you hear I me? Can. can you hear me now? Can what's you hear me now? What's your favorite yes. deep river option? Wait, can you guys hear me now? Yes. No. All right. Deep river was a good pick. 
Thank you. And Kendall, I'm mad that you did me dirty. How so? Um, I want you to take a quick look at your Discord and remember that you fucked me. Hold on. Massey, go ahead and explain your favorite Deep River chip while he uh, realizes his fuck-up that he won't see. Uh, sea salt and vinegar is always very good, uh, but I'm a big fan of salt and cracked pepper. Salt and cracked pepper is good. Wavy chips all the day, all day yep. long. Salt and cracked pepper is the supreme one. The only Deep River chip that I don't really like is I don't really like that Maui onion one. Yeah, the Maui onion one's weird. Oh, no, that's, that's the purple one, right? They, don't they make a horseradish one? Um, I think they do in that one. I, I don't like horseradish. You Kendall, like have horseradish? you really fuck up yet? No. Yeah, Kendall, what's my fucking name? Oh, your name? Yeah. What about it? It's bullshit that what you would do that to me. What about That should have been mine to take just out of principle alone. Listen, I received such hate, I didn't know. I didn't even think about it. I actually don't know what we're talking about. What happened? I'm the hostess cupcake. Yeah. Yeah, and Kendall took hostess. Ah! <laughs> that, that should have been mine to take, whether it went undrafted or not, should have been my decision. Instead, Kendall came in and just bad-friended it. Now, wait a minute. I'm willing, I, to, I, I'm willing to vote to strip a pick. Kendall, can you please stop? It's, it's Massey's second pick. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, Kendall. We're, we're uh, over on time already. This is so fucking funny. Oh my god, we are over on time. Um, hmm. You know, I just realized that Massey labeled this the Puka Nuka fan server. <laughs> I, I renamed the server three weeks ago. Yeah, I also don't like Puka Nakua. I like Puka Nuka better. I can tell. Is That's it, why I haven't corrected you. I know. Isn't Puka Nuka like those shells the Hawaiian people wear? Yes. The yeah, Puka I like shells. that way better. Hey, quick question. Uh, no, nope. Matthew's second pick. Alright, after Matthew's second pick. I am going to go ahead and take the... You know what? I'm going to switch my pick. Chex picks. Good pick. Good pick. Chex picks is good. And I get the Muddy Buddies, too. Those are good. Yeah. They used to make peppermint bark Muddy Buddies, and I was all about those. Kendall. Yes. Uh, do you guys look at the note that I send? No, I never. No? Right, I'm just I'll, curious. Of course I do. We've talked about this. Alright, well I'm just curious. Did, did you ever see what like the fifth thing I have down? Yeah, every single week. Uh, what's the fifth, like, like, towards the bottom, what's like one of the things I have on the note? It, it was the Alexa Bliss discussion. Alright, thank you. Because the, the, the... Nakua thing you think about. I've had the, on the thing for for like four weeks now. I've been waiting for you to bring it up. You haven't. Well, because I know that you know, Mock does definitely does look at it. Souls for sure doesn't look at it. I was Carlos just curious. Not a working iPhone. That's fair. The only reason Kyle plugs his iPhone in so much is because he's afraid if it turns off, he won't know how to turn it back on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mash, by the way, started playing Hogwarts Legacy. Fucking amazing. Haven't got there yet, bud. Oh my god. It's it's so the the it I mean, I literally spent three hours of real time just running around the castle and have only unlocked like twenty percent of it. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, Kendall, go ahead and make your stupid pick. 
Okay. Um, Look, we got to be mean to you. Mike Mock's not going to be on for like nine weeks. I know. All right. And he's going to tell us last minute every single time. Yeah. <laughs> Literally at like the five minute mark. Not even. Uh, hey, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. The thing that's going to be really funny is like, for some reason next week, he's going to be on. <laughs> <laughs> His kid will be four days old, but he'll be here. <laughs> All right. When are they due to go to the hospital? Tomorrow. Uh, I already forgot we said like going into this draft. So I can't just take Frito Lay. No, you have to take either Fritos or Lays. You can't take the whole like like Hostess is different because like like Hostess Cupcake isn't a brand. It's like it's Hostess. It's the cupcakes from Hostess. But you can take Lay's chips as a brand. So you would get barbecue. Like Massey took Deep River. Right. Okay. I just want to make so, sure like, I understood. I took Reese's as a brand, but you couldn't take like, but I couldn't take Hershey's as a whole. Right. Or Mars. Or Mars. Right. right. Exactly. Like if I took Pepsi, I don't get Pepsi, Mountain Dew, Gatorade. Like I would just get Pepsi. So I will take uh, Frito as a whole. So you're taking, so you're doing the whole barbecue twist thing there? Yep. And, uh, Oh, wait, do you guys not like the chili cheese Frito? Let me tell you something. Kyle has a very sad erection right now. <laughs> Why is that? Because <laughs> he took the barbecue twist for him, but he's sad because the Phillies suck. <laughs> yeah, but Kyle doesn't know good food, so it sucks. Yeah, that's fair. I got to tell you. You know, I have to pick right now, and and, and, and Andy Caps is not available, and it's fucking killing me. And Andy Caps, so fucking good. I tell you, I was looking at this list of like best snacks, and the number one snack on this one list was specifically the hickory ham and cheddar hot pocket. <laughs> specifically, oh, the that's hic- so fucking funny. All right, all right, so I got back to the backs here. Yeah. All right, so I've got a sweet, I've got a somewhat savory. I've got two drinks. What do I need here? What do I need here? Oh, man, Philly's lost and Kyle's going to lose in fantasy. Um, <laughs> double whammy. Um... I don't know what to take here. I'm really torn. I'm really, really torn. There's like a part of me that was going to take potato chips, but I was kind of hoping Deep River would fall. Oh, Flea Flicker. Sorry. Flea Flicker. Oh. Flea Flicker for nine yards into triple coverage and completion. Hashtag Raiders. Um, Hashtag Jimmy G. I was going to take chips. I don't really want to take the Lay's brand here because I just feel like their chips are just like weak. <sighs> Cape Cod. What did you say, Cape Cod? You know what's funny though? I don't feel like I don't really see Cape Cod chips at the grocery at the gas station too much. Because I, I do. I, I mean, I see the I see the full size bags. Cows. I feel like I don't see the snack size bags. And if I'm at a gas station and I'm buying a snack, I'm buying a snack size bag. I'm not buying a full size bag. I'm not. I'm not buying. I'm not spending nine dollars on a bag of chips. Um. Hmm. All right. You know what? I'm gonna go with the ultimate savory here. 
this is a this might be a dumb pick, and that's fine. It's my fifth pick. Um, I'm really only taking it for one item, albeit in 45 billion different sizes. Uh, give me the Slim Jim here. Oh, yeah. I love the Slim Jim. Slim Jim's so good. Snap into a Slim Jim, brother. Anytime a gas station has one of those like three for a dollar eighty eight mini Slim Jim yeah. counter, Sold. I guess right. get them every single time, every single fucking time. And then I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take another one here that uh might might surprise some people, but I, I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take Ben and Jerry's. What surprise? Yeah. I, I like a good ice cream, and I don't know enough about the the weird ice cream truck like cooler thing that they always have, like to know like what's in it. Like I don't really care for like the strawberry shortcake good humor bar and stuff, so I probably wouldn't take good humor. And you know, like I just feel like there's not enough drumstick option. I'm a sucker for ice cream with a bunch of random shit in it, so. Yeah, can't you know. Yeah, so like, I don't take the Ben and Jerry's. I gotta fuck up a Ben and Jerry's. I've done that. I've actually done that in the past two weeks. I bought a Ben and Jerry's at a gas station and ate it in my car. Nice. Yeah. Pretty good spoon. Yeah. Uh, I get a plastic spoon from the the, the thing in there. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So what I do is I I, I put the I put the ice cream on my dashboard, no, and then I drop it, let it melt. Yep. All right, Kendall. All right. Um, if, I, if if it's really if it's really cold out though, sometimes what I've been known to do is I'll buy the pint of Ben and Jerry's and then I'll use my pocket knife to cut it into like discs and like eat it out of my hand. Nice. <laughs> yeah, real fat guy move. Next level fat guy shit. Yeah. I tell you though, I think my most ultimate fat guy move though is like sometimes when I'm like on my way home and it's like four thirty and I'm like, oh, what am I gonna make for dinner? I better get a hot dog from the gas station while I think about it. That's some good shit. I do that all the time. Oh yeah, gas station hot dogs just hit different. Yeah, they do. It's like if I'm gonna get diarrhea, I want it to hurt. <laughs> all right, Kendall, pick something so we go to bed. No, Kendall with the bathroom. Oh, he's doing a power piss. I don't know what that Ooh. is. So we're gonna go ahead and skip his pick, right? I just don't know what a power piss is. Like, what is that? Is it like a fast pee? It's it's where he pisses on a battery. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so he's peeing for like actual electrolytes. Yes. Oh no. Devante you know what's so pee. funny is that while I was doing that, I could just like hear out of the headphones just a little bit like, "What's the power percent?" I don't know what that is. <laughs> and basically, that was just what what I could do, typing one hand quickly. Um, all right. So I have my pick. What is a power piss? I just I just kind of forced it out fast. Um, so this is going to be a lose-lose. I think I'm going to take Monster here. Terrible pick. So I wanted the energy drink, and I was trying to think of, like, I do a lot of energy drink consumption, and I was trying to think, I think there's more Monster that I drink versus Red Bull or other. So You're like the king of five-hour energy. But I, I, I think it's like it's it's equal to all the stuff I have. I don't think I have that more than other. 
right. Hey, you're right. I do drink a lot of those. All right, Massey, back to backs. All right. Um, anybody who knows me shouldn't be surprised by this, and I let it fall this far because I need nobody else to come pick this. Corn Any nuts. Guesses? That's one. Corn nuts and wasabi peas. Nope. There's one obvious one that I have more often than corn nuts. I don't know. I. Uh, the inferior version of these were taken earlier. Oh, Frito Lay sunflower seeds. There we go. I forgot you're a big Frito Lay guy. You like the uh, you like the little pouch. Yep. A lot more convenient. Two for one. Yeah. It's a good deal. Two for one. Man, I have such a stupid pick coming for my last pick. I can't wait. Ten dollars. Oh. Last pick here. No. Wait. Is yeah, it? this will be seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is an even better Mr. Irrelevant. All I right. thought. I, I thought it was. I thought I had two picks. Okay, I got one. Perfect. Okay. Massey, did you pick? Hold on, Massey. Did you pick a beverage? I did. You did not. Interesting. Interesting. I'm going to take the uh, Snyder's Pretzel Variety. Good pick. Actually, a good pick. Actually, good. It only took us seven fucking rounds. Listen, hey, I that would have been acceptable as a first round pick. Mass, just real quick, I'm just I'm just gonna throw this offer out there. Uh, Gatorade for handicap. You know what, Paul? You don't have just, to if you don't want to. Just because I know how happy it'll make you. Please say no. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Just because I'll have it, will you. Go fuck yourself with that offer. Right. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll trade you. I, I already marked it down. Handicap for you, right? Oh, so I got handicaps? Yep. Samantha, I got handicaps. She doesn't care. Uh, Just because I like you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love you. Who just rushed for that touchdown? Not Josh Jacobs. Oh, what's Josh Jacobs? Jacobs. Uh, Kyle, Kyle's done. Um, all right, Mr. Irrelevant, go ahead here and give me one of my all-time favorites, especially as a child, the number one thing to dip into French onion dip of all time, above the wavy lay, above the Frito. Give me the Bugles. Oh, man. I was wondering if those were going to get picked. You know what's so oh, funny? They also make chocolate peanut butter bugles, and they yeah, flat. When we first started, like, you, you pitched this... That was like, I was thinking about it, immediately forgot about it within like the first 10 seconds. What, Lay's chips? No, the bugle. Bugles are awesome. Totally forgot about it. All right, that's our draft. Uh, I think Matthew and I are tied for first. Kendall, you definitely lost. Lost, for sure. I don't know. Got a lot of hate on my draft. I would love, uh, I want I want the, the public to, to vote on it, but we don't do stuff like that. Well, here we'll get we'll get a quick opinion real quick. Massey, is your thing up so I can see it? Uh, I'll just do this. I don't know where to go. Draft results. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, forgot I made that channel. All right, Samantha, real quick, I'm gonna read this to you. You tell me the best best lineup. Be don't be biased. Ready? 
All right, Doritos, M&M's, Gatorade, Deep River Chips, Chex Mix, Corn Nuts, and Frito-Lay Sunflower Seeds. Second group, Jack Link's Beef Jerky, Hostess Products, David Sunflower Seeds, Snapple, the Frito Products, Monster Energy Drink, and Snyder's Pretzels. And the last one is Ress's Products, Cheeto Products, Andy Caps, Arizona Products, Slim Jim, Ben & Jerry's, Bugles. You're so full of shit because you know Kendall has hostess. Yeah, well, that should tell you everything you need to know because some... Samantha... Ask Ashley? I, I don't because I feel like she's also going to tell us to go fuck ourselves. <laughs> she might, but I'll, I'll try. <laughs> you, know who would, you know who we should be asking is Rebecca because she would hate Kendall's draft. <laughs> well, here, let me... Let me uh... I'm gonna get another one. Kendall, go wake Rebecca up. I tell you, it would really piss her off if you called her right now because she's had a really this. bad night. Oh, so you call her Rebecca for me. She would. <laughs> she would not appreciate that. Yeah, Charlotte's sick. Uh, just the the whole teething thing. That's a I bailed out just to try to give her like, you know, time. I I, I don't think I got picked on the microphone, but she's screaming. I tell you what, Kendall. You know, you know a good remedy for that. Some of that, uh, some of that. Gosh. You know, I, I forgot the brand and the handle. Uh, John Barr. So, so, so some John Barr will really help that. Yeah. You, a lot of grandmas would tell you to rub it on your finger and rub it on their gum to, like, numb it. That's No, you're going to want to dump it down her throat. <laughs> you know, we got the funnel. It's, it's washed and ready to go. It's just been sitting down here. I love seeing highlights yeah. of back in the day because it's just, like, that guy has a gray penis, and it's confirmed. Who does? Brett Favre. Oh. It's confirmed that he has a gray penis. I tell you, you know, almost all of the drafts in the draft channel are just the three of us. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Things that are yellow draft. Look at that. Corn. <laughs> I got Pikachu. Nah, I won. I tell you what, though. Massey picked Submarine. Pretty funny. <laughs> Pretty funny. Kendall picked a scrambled egg. Look at some of these drafts. Like, like I didn't even remember some of the stuff. <laughs> I love this one too. Food duos draft, and you pick surf and turf. <laughs> so stupid. And then you finish it up with brownie a la mode. I tell you, I have no idea why I would pick something like that. Because you were chilies, you sick fuck. I tell you that the, the majority of that is is all just chilies items. And you know what's funny is we did a lawn items draft, but Massey left the title as things that are yellow, and I'm like, how yeah, the I fuck? Know, I did. Why is a snowblower yellow? Um, so I texted Ashley the list without the names. Yep. Uh, I got first. Paul got second. Kendall got third. That's why Ashley is good. She's a good lady. <laughs> Fuck you, Kendall. Um, one last quick toast of excellence before we do our reviews and sign off. I don't know if this is the first time ever, but brothers are kicking against each other in this game. I didn't realize that. The Carlson brothers. Really? Yeah. That, I didn't that's know pretty the cool. kicker was a Carlson. I didn't either. Are they related? Yeah, they're brothers. They took pictures with their parents before the game. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Huh. They both missed field goals tonight. <laughs> Did they really? 
I think so. I don't. I know fucking the Raiders guy did. Hilarious. Yeah. All right, Massey. Did you end up having your seventieth anniversary? I did. I've been having that for the past two hours. How was it? Pretty good. Excellent. Better in Excellent. top form. Yeah, that's a big fat fact right there. Uh, big ten for Kendall. How was it, Pilsner? The Blue Hen from Dogfish. Four point eight percent ABV. Uh, pretty good for uh, a pilsner. Um, very crisp. Um, I, I, I'm not really positive like what the the notes would be. I, I don't drink a lot of like craft, you know, ales or or, or, or pilsners or, or lagers. Rather, would be would be more appropriate to say. Uh, this was pretty good. For I, I've never seen this on its own. I don't know if this was just a you know, a part of the variety pack exclusive. I don't really know much about the dogfish other than like their, their big, you know, 90 minute, 120 minute IPAs, but this was pretty good. I was impressed. This has already for me been better than the other variety pack I had, uh, from, Oh my God. I already forgot. Unbelievable. Voodoo Ranger. Yes. The Voodoo Ranger IPA pack. This has already exceeded that. In so many capacities, I'll give this a four out of five flat. Uh, would get again, and I also sprinkled in some uh, high lifes tonight as well. Uh, I had the Bourbon County uh, Blanton's brand stout, um, much more mellowed and smoothed out than the traditional brand stout. Um, a lot more forward on the uh, the the vanilla and the baking spice. Um, the alcohol content is very well hidden at 15.4%, um, both in the drinking aspect as well as the, uh, like, kind of side effect standpoint. Um, it, it, it goes down like water. It's, it's very smooth. Um, it's very velvety. It is a definite top-tier Bourbon County. I would give it 4.9 out of 5. And I mean, I'm sure I've bounced around on this, but at this moment in time, I would rank it as my second favorite bourbon counting of all time. Pretty good. Yeah, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Kendall, if they want to hear more beer reviews, where can they go? Well, uh, they can go to um, Facebook at uh, Getting Sports of the Trunk, Twitter and Instagram at GSBD underscore four. Make sure you just hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses. Whether it's not coming on the show because you lost in fantasy and the playoffs, or because you lost by picking hostess. <laughs> hey, it was on the show. Still lost. <laughs> um, wherever you listen to podcasts, we are there. Be it Google Play, Spotify. You know, hey, Massey, do you listen to podcasts? I do. Where do you listen to them? I listen to on YouTube Music and on Apple Podcasts. Hey, guess what? We and YouTube are there. So basically, anywhere you, you can ask- find us. You didn't yeah. ask me where I listen to podcasts. Oh, Paul, I'm so sorry. Where do you listen? Uh, I listen to podcasts exclusively on Odyssey. 
Well, unfortunately, we're not on Odyssey. We're not affiliated. <laughs> so give us your address. We'll send you your money in the mail. <laughs> All right. Perfect. You can send it to uh, 1000 Pennsylvania Avenue. I don't even know what the address of the White House is. 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah, I know. No, no. Send it to 1000. That's even better. Yeah, send it to 1000. That's, that's the landscaper. <laughs> Um, make sure to tune in next week. We'll have some more breakdowns as well as uh, Massey is going to give us, <laughs> he doesn't know this until right this second in time, but Massey is going to give us our quote unquote quarter of the season power rankings for the NFL. I am actually prepared to do this. All right. Do it up. And uh, until then, I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. Nope. Nope. The mask, Chris Massey. And the Red of Red Baron. Up oh, fell into a hostess cupcake. Ah. Yeah.